From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Kim and Kat stay alive, alive, maybe. maybe. We're a horror Horror movie movie comedy. comedy Did I say the word comedy or pomedy? I mean, I said pomedy, but maybe. (laughs) I think you said comedy. You heard heard me. That was my voice saying. We're a more hoovy, pomedy, cod past. Cast pay. <laughs> uh, we're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. And this week, I'm Kim Burns, and I'm going to try to stay alive. And this week, I'm Ketrin, and I'm going to tell the tale of the movie. Hi. Tell the tale of the movie. How are you? So good. You're uh, so good. Tell me how you're so good. Because uh, I'm so grumpy. <laughs> how am I so good? I feel yeah. good. I feel like I've been doing things to better my life in a conscious, purposeful way lately, and it has been working. That's fucking great. (laughs) That's fantastic. 
It works when you do it. Yeah. I, I'm, having, I'm having a little bit of a rough week. I have used the word <laughs> ennui so many times this week to describe how I feel. She had so to tell in, me the definition. I didn't know it. Yeah. So in terms of how I'm doing from a vocabulary perspective, I'm doing great. I mean, aces, like yeah. top-notch SAT score situation. Yes. In terms of how I'm doing as a person, <laughs> not great. <laughs> um, nothing in particular is happening, guys. I'm just experiencing an onslaught of ennui. That's all. And it will pass because this too shall pass. Just Correct. like the rains in the sky drowning Los Angeles. And they don't feel like they're going to pass. And when I they look- do pass, they seem to just keep coming back. Yeah. Well, I looked at the 10 day forecast, and after today, it is all sun, no clouds on my weather app. Great. So if the app is lying, I'm suing. Should we spend more time on the weather? Yes. Well, it's it's a it's a large contributor to my ennui. (laughs) (laughs) It's really have to we on from the inside. (laughs) I know. I need to get my we on from the inside. You're right. Um, (laughs) But getting my we on. I love getting my (laughs) we on. Um, it'll pass. It'll be okay. But I'm just a little grumpy today and I'm glad that I have this podcast to cheer me up because even when I go into it begrudgingly, I always come out on the other side happier. Been there and feel the same. Yeah. Um, do we have any business to take care of? We do. We do have some business. Uh, we just did our first live movie watch with our patrons this past Friday from when you're listening, and I'm sure it was amazing. Yes. I <laughs> I wasn't sure if Kim was going to play it as if we already knew the outcome of it. So I was about to be le- to, you know, really improv my way into this. But no, we haven't done it yet, guys. Our current iterations of selves hasn't done it yet. But we I'm all sure watched it was great. The descent together. Yes. And Is that what won? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so and excited. We couldn't be more excited about that because it's a movie that we is near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Yes. And we, we saw it couldn't... together like on our couch together oh, in an apartment here in L.A. when we had like first moved here. Mm-hmm. And a very mm-hmm. funny moment happened and I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and it that was makes me smile. That was also the apartment that I sometimes think about that had like furniture already in it. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. My bed was there. Your bed was there. Our couch was there. Like a dining room-ish table was there. It was like half furnished. Yeah. A TV was there, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Anyway, it's just weird that we lived in a half furnished apartment. I find them strange. (laughs) I'm sure it was just someone left that shit and they were like, do you want it or not? And we were like, fuck yeah, we do. Fuck yeah, yeah. And then the person (laughs) down below us was like a hoarder. Super hoarder. Guys. TV show hoarder. Guys. We found out that she was a hoarder from her landlord who, like, dropped the tea. So when no one was there after she had moved out, we went in and, like, snooped around. And it was was terrifying. Terrifying. It was... Also, like, I mean, 
that had to have cost more than the security deposit to like clean out. Like, good oh, Lord. a thousand percent, a thousand percent. It was, yeah, it should have been an episode of Hoarders for sure. Yeah. Um, it was wild. Anyway, so, so that's where we watched The Descent. Then we watched The Descent <laughs> <laughs> together with our patrons. It's a brand new thing. We revamped everything. So mm-hmm. for $5, you can get three times live with us a month, which is two minisodes and a postmortem. Mm-hmm. And for $10, you get polls you- and the video episodes. And the video episodes. That's new. very fun. That's new. Yeah. And then $15, you get our All new, of that. Well, yeah, everything comes with everything below. Yeah. And $15, you get the new um, live watch parties together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was special this past Friday. We did it for all patrons since it was the first one and new. And um, you get the fucking episodes a day early. And yes. Patreon has a new thing where you can connect it to like your, your podcast player now. It doesn't work for Spotify. Sorry, Spotify listeners. But you can connect it to Google Podcasts and to Apple Podcasts, and you just listen in your normal stream. That's so Well, it'll be a separate Patreon stream, but your normal platform. Platform that you listen to, yeah. So, I mean, our Patreon's moving up in the world. Yeah, we're so excited about it. So, if you are currently a patron and you missed the live watch, it's available to watch on your Patreon stream currently, right now. Um, if you are not a patron and you want to watch the descent with us, you can sign up and you can watch it by signing up the 15 or I guess any tier for that one. But if you want to watch subsequent watches with us, we're going to do four of them per year. Um, come join us at the $15 a month tier. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Anyway. Other than that, follow us at KK Sam podcast on all the things. P.S. My Mm -hmm. Twitter got, uh hacked today really or maybe a couple days ago your twitter my twitter thank you to sammy's there was a couple of sammy's who reached out being like hi uh i think you're hacked because you've been sharing a lot of nft content and things about the uk chancellor or something like that and i was like thank you so much i haven't touched twitter in 75 years even when like before twitter was the new twitter i still didn't touch twitter so i was like i should probably just Get back in there and then like delete it. I started like deleting the posts, but then there was five bajillion of them because I'm sure it was a bot and it Mm -hmm. all happened like in 30 minutes. And I was like, good Lord. Yeah, that's and guys, it's surprising because, you know, if you know one thing about Kim, it's that she's super into NFTs and the British Chancellor. So good detective (laughs) work because that totally could have been her. But you were like, Kim doesn't use Twitter. Yeah, I mean, that's probably more how they figured out. They're like, she does love British men. And yeah, she and she's does, a real Bitcoin bro. She is so. trying to start a new biz. So maybe it's NFTs. What do I know? There was actually a whole post that I like did leave up and I was like, this one's hilarious. I'm gonna keep this one. And it was what? <laughs> it was like very specific to like a lady posting about NFTs because it was okay. like wow, it really is a sausage fest up in this NFT world. And it was like a gif or something of like a guy with sausages. <laughs> Which is tough because that is very much It was. Something. Like, I was like, wow, they really used my voice with this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. But they changed the whole fucking, they changed like at that, 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 which I don't even know how to do. It's like oh. at Lucas fucking douchebag now. Lucas douchebag. I love that. That's wild. You know what? Twitter can suck my butt. 
honestly. <laughs> I'm just, I gotta, I gotta Fuck that place. Um, I don't, what, what did we cover? We covered my own we, we covered Patreon, we covered our future selves watching The Descent with you guys. That's it. That's all I got for me. Kim's yeah, doing just, great. I'm just, you know, I'm just in love and just happy. So. Oh, that was a question I meant to ask you. I guess, oh. um, you know, our patrons already know and future selves know, but this current Ketron doesn't know. Is D coming to the watch with us? <laughs> no, he's spending the night writing, I think. But oh. I, I did say that I would like give him the link or something in case he wanted to pop on. I love that. As like a viewer. Yeah. And then he can come. He can. Well, we're going to be doing this four times a year, so he can come to other watches Mm -hmm. if he so chooses. Unless he wants to stay mysterious and anonymous, I don't know. It's up to D. (laughs) I think the patrons have seen him, have they not? I don't know. The detective patrons probably. I think the detective Sammys in general would have seen him, but yeah, they've done some. Uh, there has been some detective work happening, <laughs> for sure. But I thought he like popped on a Patreon one, a Patreon one. So oh, like, maybe he I did. Remember. Yeah. Um, so anyway, hi D. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you ready I to hear a movie? I did send him the no. video of uh, what was that from? Bodies, bodies, bodies. When oh, we were like. Oh, if D murder, if you watch D kill someone with a kettlebell, yeah, do you help him bury the body here? And you're like, you're not at that point where me and Eric are. You're just like, ugh, fine. Yes. You're just obligated to bury the body. I did send him that video. Yeah, that was funny. And what was his what was his response? What is what is how does D feel about murdering and or burying bodies for and or with? I you? think he replied with like, I actually have some kettlebells in my garage. So that way it'll be a real easy cleanup or something like that because we'll keep it contained in one space. So, Well, I think you have your answer. And I think you guys are going to get to where Eric and I are much more quickly (laughs) than anyone even thought. And I'm very happy for you. I look forward to it. It's a really important time in your life when you go, I wouldn't turn this person in. I'd help them bury the body. (laughs) It's a a huge milestone. In your in, relationship. In your relationship. It's yeah. huge. It's gargantuan. Yeah. Um, and I wish it for everybody. Um, all right. Do you want to hear a movie now? I really do. Okay, great. Uh, so this movie is called The Menu. Yay. And it came out in 2022. Um, and it was directed by Mark Mylod, And it was written by Seth Rice or Reese, apologies, um, and Will Tracy, who didn't we go to college with someone named Will Tracy? No, we didn't. His name was Will Carey. Never mind. I got there in real time. Uh, forget it. Um, <laughs> What's up, Will Carey? Hope you're good. <laughs> hope you're great. I forgot your last name for a second. Um, so, yeah, they wrote it, and we have a lot of dead or alive. But okay. I did throw a bonus question in there for you. Um, to make up for how many dead or lives we have, because I know you hate them. Um, Tyler. Alive. Margot. Alive. Chef. Mm, alive. Elsa. Dead. Bro, one, two, and three. Uh, dead. Each. Okay, all dead? All dead. Uh, Lillian. Mm, alive. 
Ted. Dead. <laughs> uh, MS. 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 Movie star. Movie uh, star. Dead. Uh, Felicity. Alive. Richard. Dead. Anne. Dead. Mom. Mm, dead. Not bad, Buttercup. <laughs> Buttercup? <laughs> I did. Okay, here we go. Let's jump right in. So, uh, first thing we see is two actors that I recognize. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, who was who Love. starred in The Witch, um, our favorite movie. Uh, and then, did you watch The Great, as in the Hulu show about Catherine the Great? I did. I love it. Very funny. Yes. Her, the king, is Tyler. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. He's so, so funny. He's, he's in really the new uh, Ick Renfield. Age. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which I'm so excited about. Yeah. He's great. He is a, he's a really great character actor. And he he's very funny. One of the things that I love about him is, like, he could have, I feel, gone the, like, Hollywood hunk I route. I like, a pretty face guy. Yeah. And he's like, nope, I'm going to be a fucking weird-ass character actor, and I'm here for it. I love it. It's great. Um, so Margo and Tyler are standing out on a pier. Margo. Margo. <laughs> when you read The Diary of Anne Frank and her sister's name was Margo, did you not know that it was pronounced Margo and call her Margot in your head while you read the book? I don't think I ever read it. Uh, but I probably would have. Yeah. It's Margo. Um, so they're waiting for a, a boat. And uh, she lights up a cigarette. And Tyler is like, don't smoke. It ruins your palate. And she's like, okay. Um, and they kind of have like a quippy back and forth. And we learn in this conversation that like Tyler is A, a foodie. But B, a really annoying, pretentious one. And C, very, very rich. So those are the three things that, like, define his personality, basically. It's my goal in life. Yeah. Mm, mm, don't be Tyler. <laughs> don't be Tyler. Because <laughs> um, he's also a douche. Uh, so the boat arrives, and it's pretty small. So uh, Margot is like, is that going to fit everyone? And he's like, well, there's only 12 people that are allowed in the restaurant every night and she's like how the fuck do they stay open and he's like well it's $1,250 a head so Whoa. Uh, they do fine um, and then he's kind of scolds her and is like don't talk about money it's crass and she's like okay fine and she's like it's all on your dime so I don't give a shit so he's very upper crusty and defines himself by being upper crusty she could not care less, and if she is upper crusty, like, we don't get the sense that she cares about it. Okay. Um, we then see some of the other people that are, like, boarding the boat, and the first uh, group that Tyler has an opinion about is a bunch of bros. They kind of look like... They kind of look like Bitcoin bros. They kind of look like your persona on Twitter. That's who they are. <laughs> My new Twitter persona. You're, they're your new Twitter persona. Great. Lucas and fucking what's his name? Yeah. And Lucas douche and uh, Tyler is kind of like, ugh, the bros are here. Another power tasting. 
Um, Power tasting. Yeah. So basically what he means by that is like they're not actually into the food. It's more a way to like assert power that you were able to get a restaurant at this place and you were able to afford it. Oh, okay. Um, My name is Steel Lucas. Steel? You definitely went to this power tasting. L-U-K-A-S-S. Oh, my. Yeah, you were definitely at this power tasting, I assure you. Steel Lucas. That's what I'm going to call each of the bros. (laughs) There's three of them, and I'm going to call them all Steel Lucas. (laughs) Um, Then we see Lillian Bloom, uh, who, did you watch Ozark? Uh, I saw the first season. I don't know. I can't remember if she's in the first season because I binged all four seasons. So I don't know where one ended and the other began. She was the lawyer, the blonde lawyer to his mob boss. But I don't think she was in the first season. Anyway, um, Tyler tells us that Lillian Bloom is a food critic and she basically discovered Chef Slowick. Um, so she's there with her friend or somebody and, uh, Tyler is now very excited and he's like, it's official tonight will be madness. And I'm just like, uh, um, (laughs) I love him so much. He's insufferable and perfect at it. Um, so all aboard for Hawthorne Island. So this restaurant is an island. The entirety of the island is the restaurant. Love it. Yeah. And we also see that one of the other diners is John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, where have you been all my life? Yeah. Wow, long time no see, buddy. His uh, character name on IMDb is Movie Star um, in this. And he has an assistant named Felicity. And it's one of those assistant relationships where clearly one works for the other but like they've been working together so long that they almost act like a combination of brother and sister or a couple that's been married for a long time Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and so uh you know John Leguizamo is talking to the bros the bros are like I've seen all your movies the assistant has like fucking had it with him. Like she's just like rolling her eyes at everything he says or does. And um, Margo is like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I love him. And Tyler is like, yeah, he's a big foodie or thinks he is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we have a server. So they're on the boat now, the ferry. And we have a server come over who's like, the chef would like to welcome you with a raw local oyster in a mignonette emulsion with lemon caviar and an oyster leaf. Mm, I'll take it. Yeah. Mm, Thank you. And Tyler starts kind of describing it and he refers to the alginate in it. And uh, she's like, like algae and he's like yeah like algae and she's like cool so we're eating pond scum delicious. And he just sort of like rolls his eyes at her like a peasant. And He's just puts it in his mouth and he's like, oh, it's just, it's laughable. It's laughably good. It's just, it's laughable. And I was just like, I want to throw you off this boat. <laughs> uh, and Margot just goes, yeah, it's good. I, I prefer just the plain oyster. And he's utterly flummoxed at her lack of class. And he tells her she's wrong for her tastes. And I noticed at this point, I was like, she's a remarkably good sport. About his douchebaggery. 
because she's very cool. She's very confident, knows who she is. Like, I was like, I don't understand why you're putting up with his douchebaggery. And there are a couple, right? Yes, there are a couple. And so they're walking onto the island now. And somebody, of the two of them, somebody says something about prom. Oh, maybe she says like, oh my God, it's like prom. Like just kind of like everyone going into wherever they're going to spend the evening. And he's like, I never went to prom. And she's like, why? And he's like, none of the cool girls like you said yes. And she's like, fuck those bitches. And I was like, okay, I guess they... I guess they work. I guess mm-hmm. she's into it. To each his own, you know? To each his oyster. Maybe he's only like that about food. And he's like cool about other things. Could be. Could be. So we go inside. Like you or, and crows. Me and crows and you and me. Yeah. Meaning like yeah. how you feel about me and my crows. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I actually met someone at the coffee shop this morning, our local coffee shop, and he had a really pretty raven tattooed on his arm. And I was like, I love your tattoo. And he was like, yeah, it's a raven. I was like, yeah, I'm the number one crow and raven fan. And he goes, well, where's your tattoo? And I was like, fair point. Fair, fair. Busted. Fair point. (laughs) And then I go. Wow, wow, wow. And then I go, uh. Fun fact, I am from Baltimore, so my football team is the Ravens. And he goes, I'm from Maryland. Ah, isn't that weird? He's from Frederick. Wow. Um, I was talking about crows. It's uh, all I can think about now. Okay. So they're now checking in. So, like, they get off the dock, you know, and this uh, hostess is checking everyone in. Her name is Elsa. She's extremely serious. Um, and she has no time for your bullshit at all. Um, and so she's checking everyone in and then we get to Tyler and Margot, and she's like, you know, Tyler, who's he, what? And Miss Westervelt and Tyler kind of like looks at her and then looks at Margot and is like, uh, no, it, um, it's not Miss, I, there was a change of plans. Oh, he was going to bring a different girl. And Margot like saves him basically and she's like my name's Margot, and Elsa is definitely like extremely pissed but we don't know why but she's she's also very stoic so like she only shows her anger from like the heat waves coming off her body you know she's very <laughs> professional um but very pissed that this is not Miss Westervelt now she's giving them of a tour giving them a tour of the restaurant of a tour of vagina yes a tour of her vagina um that's the first course (laughs) (laughs) uh of of the island so she's like we're on 12 acres of forest and pasture and we look out to the water and they there are fishermen harvesting and she's like those are the they're catching scallops right now though those those are the scallops we're going to eat tonight (gasps) Wow. And uh, Lillian Bloom, who is the um, food critic, she's walking around and she's just like, she's a food critic, you know? So she's just like, she's got her own level of pretension. And her 
person that she's there with, his name is Ted. We learn in this moment that he's definitely like just her butt boy. Like he just will do or say whatever she wants him to. Mm -hmm. And so she's like walking around the island. She's like, I do like the sense of it being sort of a biome of culinary ideas. And Ted says, yes, like an, like an Epicurean salon. And Lillian says, I like biome better. And Ted goes, yep, <laughs> biome is better. <laughs> um, so then we get to another part of the island. Elsa is taking them to a smokehouse. And so she says, uh, by the way, I found the actual script of this movie and pulled dialogue directly from it because it's so descriptive and interesting that I was like, I don't want to mess this up, but I also don't want to spend time typing the whole fucking movie. So um, just the way that people describe food sometimes, like people that really know about food. I myself am not necessarily a foodie, but like I'm fascinated by the foodie culture. Um, so the way people describe it and the things that they think about in terms of like how they're making a menu is really interesting to me. So she says, our smokehouse is in the Nordic style. We use dairy cow meat only, which we age for an astonishing 152 days to relax the protein strands. So basically she opens up like kind of a just wooden shack mm -hmm. and the meat is hanging from the ceiling. And one of the tech bros, uh, Steel Isaac, Steel Lucas, um, <laughs> Steel Lucas number one. Is like, what happens if you serve it on the 153rd day? <laughs> and he's like, Lucas. Yeah. And he's like, all hell breaks loose. And Elsa just smiles politely, but coldly, and says, Well, I suppose the bacteria might introduce itself to the customer's bloodstream, spreading into their spinal membranes, at which point he or she would become incapacitated and shortly thereafter expire. <laughs> and then she's like but good thing we're pros everyone isn't it next moves on to the next place so now she takes them to the barracks where they all live all of the like 20 chefs and staff that live there and uh she's like a common mission unites us to run the world's finest restaurant we work 80 hours per week if we're lucky. If we're lucky. And I was like, again, there are not 80 hours in a week. So how could you work more than that? It doesn't I mean, exist. I guess if you just live on this island and nothing else is on the island, like what else are you even going to do? Precisely. That's what she says. So she says each day starts at six with five hours of prep work. Ooh. We harvest. We ferment, we slaughter, we marinate, we liquefy, we spirify, we gel. <laughs> and Margot just kind of like rolls her eyes. Um, and she says dinner is typically four hours and 25 minutes. Uh, so each day ends well past two in the morning. So it only makes sense that we live here. And uh, Steel Lucas number two is like, don't you guys get burned out? And Elsa says, chef holds himself to the higher standard, and so do we. We never burn anything, unless by design, to make it delicious. Now who's hungry? And I was like, I okay. Am. Yeah. I, I, too, am hungry. Um, 
Tyler wants to, oh, Tyler asks to see the chef's house. And Elsa's like, nobody is allowed in the chef's house. Um, so now we go into like the main dining area and all right. So you're going to walk in and you're going to walk down a little hallway and you're going to step about three, two steps down and you're in the dining area directly across from the entrance is a giant, beautiful hearth. Um, the style of this place is, I would say like very concrete modernism and, uh, along the right side, the right side wall is all glass, all windows, just looking out over the ocean. Um, to the left of you, you go up about three little stairs and it's an open floor plan kitchen. So you're literally watching all of the 20 chefs or so prepare your food in real time. One of the first rules that we learn from Elsa is that you are not to photograph the food. So influencers are not welcome here. And as they're all seating themselves, Elsa pulls Margot aside and very pointedly says, you will be sitting in Miss Westervelt's seat. And Margot's just like, yeah, I figured, but thanks for pointing <laughs> yeah. it out. I'm so sorry that I'm not this person, but I'm not the one you should be mad at is kind of her look. And Tyler then kind of like walks over to where the chefs are cooking and asks a bunch of pretentious questions to show that he knows exactly what they're doing. So it's very much like, oh, are you going to poach that with the flibbity gibbet? <laughs> and the chef is just like, yes, we are. Um, and he learns somehow, Tyler learns somehow. Oh, oh, the cook calls him by name. So the chef, this isn't main chef. Main chef is Voldemort. So we haven't seen him yet. Right. Um, so this chef knows Tyler by name and Tyler's like very excited about that. And cause it means that chef has been talking about him to the other chefs. And, um, so they go and sit down and, uh, Tyler's like, he knew my name. And Margo's like, I noticed you didn't ask his. And Tyler just goes, oh, well, you know. So I'm like, okay. Now he also doesn't have respect for service people. So we're just learning lots of lots of things about our dear friend Tyler. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to Chef coming in. Chef Voldemort. <laughs> and Elsa is talking to him in the kitchen. And all we see is Chef Voldemort like look over at Tyler and Margot very angry looking and Margot is just like not breaking eye contact with him he's not breaking eye contact with her and then she kind of like looks away so here's where we get the first course are you ready I'm so ready how many courses are we doing uh five but then it kind of goes off the rails that's all I'm gonna say so I our, love, I love a course menu. Well, I wrote, I just I, love it. I wrote all of it down for you so that you'll know exactly what is in each course. Um, because I love it too. And I'm happy to know that you do as well. The first title card is for the amuse bouche. And this is 
unfortunately, the one meal that you would be very upset to see on your plate because it is melon. Oh, womp womp. Yeah. Um, it is a cucumber pickled melon with milk snow and charred lace. Now, the little melon balls are in like a little like grid formation and they're only about the size of like a penny, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then the milk snow is, you know, snow in a circle around it and then charred lace. And I looked it up and I was like, charred lace of what? Or do you just mean lace? Like, did you like... <laughs> Did you just char some some textiles? And it appears that they did. Because otherwise, I'm like, do I eat this lace? I probably would. And they'd be like, <laughs> ma'am, that's not edible. <laughs> um, so that's our first course. We also see that, like, so everyone's sitting there. So we have the bros. We got movie star and, and assistant. We have um, Margo and Tyler. We have Lillian and her butt boy. And then we have an old rich couple that we haven't met yet, but the woman is Judith Light. <gasps> Judith Light. Yes. Wow. Judith Light. See. And then we have, who am I missing? Oh, and then we have an old silent woman sitting in the corner by herself. That's all we know so far. Uh, Lillian says something pretentious as it comes around where they set the plate in front of her and she's like, oh, what is this? ongoing obsession with snow every restaurant you go to snow 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 um and then she like takes a bite of the melon and she's like do you taste that at the end just a hint of goat just a little bit of goat a kid <laughs> goat <laughs> and ted is like well they did say that they only kill the dairy cows so and she's like yeah so they're just Extremely impressed with themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, John Linguizamo, assistant, is currently trying to quit. Okay, so we're going around to each table. She's currently trying to quit. She's, like, handing him her keys. And she's like, here's everything. I'm quitting. And he's like, no, you're not. Like, he's just enjoying his food. Uh -huh. We go over to the bros. And they're having a conversation. One of them is like, how's Charlotte? Or whatever the fuck. And uh, bro number, th uh, Steel Lucas number three is like, oh, is that what we're doing? Are we talking about our lives now? Is that our thing? And he's like, it's going terribly, bro. It's going awful. <laughs> and they're like, what's why? What's wrong with your relationship with Charlotte? And he's like, well, you know, she made me text her best friend and cheat on her. I'm just kidding. I She didn't make me. But, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Like, he's just the worst. Uh, Steel Lucas. What they're the fucking. Douche. They're trash compactors. They're awful. <laughs> Throw them in the bin. Mm -hmm. As the UK <coughs> chancellor likes to say. <laughs> yeah. In the bin. <laughs> so Kim's an expert on tech bros and the German chancellor. I mean, British chancellor. So now we go over to Tyler and Margo. And Margo's trying to engage him. And she's like, what is, so tell me, like, what is it about food? And he says, I don't know. And he's like, it's like, you know how people idolize athletes and musicians and like painters and stuff. And Margo's like, yeah. And he's like, well, those people are idiots. And I was like, Tyler. Anyway. Um, and he's like, what they do doesn't matter. They play with inflatable balls and ukuleles and shit. Chefs play with the raw materials of life itself and death itself. I've watched every fucking episode of chef's table two or three times. I've watched slow X probably 20 times. 
I've watched him explain the exact moment at which a green strawberry is perfectly unripe. I've watched him plate a raw scallop during its last dying contraction of muscle, its art on the edge of the abyss, which is where God works too. I was like, I gotta go. I'm gonna go to Taco <laughs> Bell. Bye. <laughs> um, so now we cut to a bell being wrong, I guess. Um, and the she- and Chef Voldemort like tastes something and like closes his eyes, and then we hear a clap, hmm. and it's really loud, and like everyone stops. And he addresses the diners and says, "I am Julian Slowick," and he says, "It is my pleasure to feed you. Over the next few hours, you will ingest fat, salt, sugar, protein, bacteria, fungi, various plants and animals, and at times, entire ecosystems." But I have to beg of you one thing, just one. Do not eat. Taste, savor, relish. Consider every morsel you place inside your mouth. Be mindful, but do not eat. Our menu is too precious for that. Um, so blah, blah, blah. Yeah, as as well. Serve it to me. Do you know what it did remind me of, though? Is like, listen, I love good food. I'm here for it. It does remind me of like kind of the worst thing about theater majors. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't. It's like, if I take my sweatshirt off, do I have a shirt under this? I do. Okay. What, one, one you're second, asking please. me? I, well, I was asking myself, but I wanted to include you in the conversation. I think Anna and I used to have this conversation. And it makes sense that you wouldn't have been there for this conversation because it was freshman year, like before you were still hanging out at Casamia's. Um, Anna and I were trying to get in with the cool theater kids, which is yeah. kind of an oxymoron. And I was hanging out with the fret boys exactly i was hanging out with the lucas steels yes you were <laughs> hanging out with the lucas steels but one of the things that Anna and i would talk about is like just we never like just the conversations about plays and acting that would happen like over beer at a party Anna and i would just be oh, like oh yeah the you know who i'm t- the pr- certain people yes specifically I would just know be talking about that and then make you feel shitty for like not knowing about Neil Simon's, you know, opus or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was never in enough or gave a fuck enough to yeah. be affected by any of that. But I do know what you speak of. Yeah. So this felt kind of like this where I'm like, listen, I love theater. I love plays. I love talking about it. I don't love asserting my knowledge of it over other people. I like the mutual exchange of information kind of thing. Um, This felt like that. This felt like some theater majors talking about Chekhov (laughs) at a party. (laughs) And I just wanted a beer. (laughs) So um, about why they don't listen to certain music because other humans like it. Yes. Also that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't enough to just enjoy something. It you, it had to make you better than someone else. That's mm-hmm. that's how yeah. it had to work. Yeah. I love that we both are talking about the same people, but like we know we're not <laughs> we know exactly who we're talking about. It's very fun. <laughs> I hooked up with one of those people for a moment. It was a weird time in my life. <laughs> it was a very strange time. Um well, I hooked up with quite a few Steel Lucases, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, neither of us are proud 
of it, but it happens, you know? I so, mean, that's fucking life, you know? You, you, it is. You learn, you grow, you make mistakes. Yeah. You blow life, some people baby. you wish you hadn't, you know? You throw up and you make out with people <laughs> all in one moment. It's, you got to, yeah. Of life. Exactly. It is the flow of life. So he's being pretentious. Um, all right. So now what are we doing? Now we get the first course. So we did the amuse-bouche. Now it's the first course. Our first course is plants from around the island placed on rocks from the shore covered in barely frozen filtered seawater, which will flavor the dish as it melts. So it's a scallop with some plants on it sitting on a rock that has ocean water on it. Oh, it's a scallop. The scallop is the main course. Yeah, scallop is like sitting okay. on this ro- on this like pumice rock. That, that word was not mentioned. So all I was that's interesting was plants on a rock with some seawater. And you know what's <laughs> I was interesting? Like, that doesn't sound good to me. Yeah, but this was one of the speeches that I took from the script, and there is no mention of a scallop. Maybe he says it later, and I just didn't copy and paste that part. But it's definitely a scallop, and it's the scallop that they were harvesting. Okay, out there. That, that changes the story, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say. I agree. Tyler whispers to Margo that, like, he's the one who's like, this is what they were catching out there. And Chef gets super pissed that he's talking while he's talking. And Tyler's like, sorry. And then Chef Voldemort is just like, it's perfectly all right. But it's not. But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he gets... But I'm going to suck the soul out of you soon. Yeah. And, um... He gives a speech about how nature doesn't need us and all that. And I was like, that's true. Um, And Tyler starts crying just at, like, the beauty of his speech. And you would love him in this. I'm, like, envisioning him playing every moment of this. And it makes me so happy. It's He's Um, fantastic. I do have to share a thought, though, that I've had multiple times since you've described it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. It's it's not going to make you happy. Something but about how pretentious I am. Every time you you describe certain things about him, I'm like, well, that's that's uh-huh. you with certain things. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> tell me, tell, tell me what. But but here's the difference. Do I tell you you're an asshole for not being into it? You do, but not not me. <laughs> uh, but people and like you're joking, you know. Yes, but you say it. What? So which? What is it? Well, how many times do you didn't you send something to Sync today, being like, ha, 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 "I'm the queen now because of crow life or something"? Oh yeah, what was my crow my <laughs> crow remember. comment? Let's see, let's find out. Let's go but back. I'll scroll back. Anyone Continue. who like wouldn't be into crows, you'd be like, "Well, because you're a fucking idiot." <laughs> like that is that is a statement that would come out of your mouth, and yes. you would easily cry. Yes. Easily, yes, that would happen. Listen, and I, I I'm just wondering. If it's that thing where, you know, like you see yourself in someone else and you don't like it because it's it's too close to home. It's, okay. It's just All right. feeling a little you like You know what? That. We're going to do this. You ready? <laughs> We're going to do this. Is Kim Not wrong? about food, but I could relate it to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I could relate it to crows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Cats. Real talk. Oh, Real Cats. Real cats is definitely the one that you would shame someone for not liking. Yes. Real talk. Are you ready? I'm going to address all of these things. Um, <laughs> first of all, 
I did see myself a little bit. Here's the difference. I have an awareness of what a pretentious dork I am. Right. And I, especially with my friends, I know that it brings them joy for me to sort of go off about something that brings me joy that I know they don't care about. Uh, Next point. Uh, I've been known, I've been judgmental of other people not getting something before in my life. So I also saw myself in that. Here's the difference. Tyler's entire personality is about trying to be better than other people. I could not have less delusion about my ability to be better than other people. (laughs) I'm not saying you are him. I'm saying so far everything you've described, uh, I listen, and you seem to be hating on it real hard. (laughs) Listen, listen. Uh, I made a note to talk about it with my therapist. Okay. That's Happy. Great. That's Happy. Great. <laughs> I just couldn't hold it anymore. I had the thought multiple times already. And then and you we started crying. It. I was like, I can't hold back anymore. But here's the thing. Every single second that I was describing Tyler, I knew that you knew that, <laughs> I knew that you <laughs> were thinking of me. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was just wondering at what point you were going to make the comparison. (laughs) I thought it was going to happen much sooner than this. (laughs) I was trying to be polite. I appreciate it. And your efforts did not go unnoticed. So thank you. (laughs) I'm glad that we got this. I'm glad that we got this out in the open. Yeah, it feels feels better. I, I couldn't. I, I mean, I couldn't go on much longer once, no, once, once no. we got to certain parts. You I, couldn't. Once he started crying, I get it. Thank you. All right. So <laughs> me and Tyler whisper, uh, oh, we got yelled at by Chef Voldemort because we think his speech is so beautiful and we're crying about it. I then take my phone out and take a fucking picture. I don't know if you <gasps> recall. Oh. I but do recall. Not they allowed. specifically said no photos. I'm surprised they even let people have phones. I, th- yeah. I would think they would take them at the door. Yeah. So he takes a picture and then he starts saying to Margot, he's like, do you think, do you think Chef Voldemort likes me? And Margot is kind of like, it doesn't matter if he likes you. Like, she's like, you're paying him for a service. Like, mm-hmm. we're not here to. Yeah. Also. Know, you just did the thing that he specifically told you not to do. So told like, you not to he do. He doesn't like you. He now. doesn't like you. Yeah. Um, Elsa clocked it, by the way. I don't think Chef Voldemort did, but Elsa definitely clocked it. Um, and then we have the sommelier come around and he's like, blah, 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 this wine, oh, blah, I'm blah, blah. Sure. The leather, the I chocolate, mean, the I mean, cigarettes. Yes. It just goes just on and on. But also, yeah. not only is this wine from just a single vineyard, Ms. Burns, it's from a single vine of grapes. Wow. Um, 
Then we go over to... Uh, that was my least favorite thing of restaurants is when we get wine training. Oh, my God. I can totally see that. like, what do you taste in this? And I'm like... Wine. None, none of the words that you're saying. I taste wine. I guess I don't have the palate. I'm so sorry, but you are saying words and this thing that I'm tasting yeah. tastes nothing like tastes any nothing like that. Yeah. Don't taste any leather. Did I ever tell you, um, you know, my mom's best friend, Nancy, that lives in Santa Barbara that mm-hmm. we would go to visit sometimes. She is, she has a really impressive palate. She's one of those, those people that like she and her husband have worked really hard to be able to taste the leather on a wine. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so Eric and I went up there to visit and we brought a bottle of wine and Eric and I buy wine based on price and label. And Nancy has been friends with my mother for five, since they were five years old. So like there's, there's, it's a, there, we're very comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. We handed her the bottle of wine. <laughs> was she like, thanks, but no thanks. She literally said, Oh my God, sweetie. Thank you so much, sweetie. Honey, they brought us a doorstop. <laughs> Zing. And then when we left, she handed it back to us. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Did you even you know? buy it in Santa Barbara? It was like you bought it here and drove up from like, you bought it here at like Trader Joe's. Probably Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, a $6 bottle of wine from Trader Joe's, which but also I love. Like, don't get yeah, me wrong. But also like a bulk bottle, you know, one of those larger bottles that has like two oh, bottles of wine no, in it. Oh, like a Magnum? It may as well have been like box <laughs> mm-hmm. wine. Uh, doorstop. Okay. So Lillian and Ted are saying something pretentious using like really big SAT words. Didn't I just have a conversation with myself about my SAT word that I used to describe Only? myself today? Yep. Uh, this one is thalassic, um, which oh, I guess I would mean? actually like to postmortem. Uh, Ted didn't know what it meant either. Thalassic? Yeah, it's in reference to a Greek god, I believe, named Thalassos, who I think was something having to do with the ocean. So that's why she says, like, this, this meal is thalassic. It's like we're eating the ocean, blah, blah, blah. Incredibly impressed with herself. We now go over to movie star and Felicity. And she's like, how is it? And John Leguizamo is like, it's good. And she's like, you can't just say it's good for the show. And she's like, come on, pitch it to me. How would you do it if this was the show? So basically what he's doing is he's Mm -hmm. pitching himself to do like a travel food show. Right. And... He pitches her something and it's like super lackluster. And she's like, you're going to have to do better than that. Like, you know, and he's like, no, I don't. I'm so-and-so movie star. Like, that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. You need to bump up your SAT words, buddy. He definitely needs to bump up his SAT words. And he doesn't feel that he needs to. Mm. Sorry, guys. I just pulled a Kim and spilled on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Rude. Sorry. So now we go over to the bros. Yeah. So now we go over to the bros. And they're just being broy, and they're being like, I mean, like honestly, it's good, but like my chef could make this. You know what I mean? Ugh. And Elsa hears this and is pissed. Uh, we then see the sommelier pouring the old silent woman a glass of wine. She doesn't make eye contact. She doesn't talk. She doesn't acknowledge that he's there. But when her wine glass is full, she takes a sip. We now go over to Judith Light and her husband. 
and they are eating with like no excitement at all. Like they are eating this $1,250 meal as if they are a cheesecake factory. Like there's no like relishing of the tastes or paying attention to what it is or anything like that. And they're just talking about like mundane shit. They clearly are not in a happy marriage. That's like what mm-hmm. we're supposed to get. Uh, we then hear Chef Mold- Voldemort say, I want plating in five. And then we hear, yes, chef. You know, the whole thing. And then we get another clap. And everyone jumps out of their seat. And we get another now, this, this is where I'm out. I'm going to be honest with you. This is where my pretension ends, because this is some straight-up bullshit that we're about to get for this $1,200 meal. He says, Bread has existed in some form for over 12,000 years, especially amongst the poor. Flour and water. What could be simpler? Even today, grain represents 65% of all agriculture. Fruits and vegetables, only 6%. Ancient Greek peasants dipped their stale, measly bread in wine for breakfast. And how did Jesus teach us to pray if not to beg for our daily bread? It is, and has always been, the food of the common man. But you, my dear guests, are not the common man. So tonight, you get no bread. And everyone's like, what? And all the chefs start bringing around their plates And it is a plate of single penny-sized dollops of sauces that one would eat with delicious bread. But in place of the bread, it is a card explaining what the bread would have been had they been eating the bread. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Give me my bread. Give me my bread. That's when I throw the table. 100% I'm throwing this table. Give me my fucking bread. And so... Like, Lillian and Ted are pretentiously entertained. The bros are pissed. Movie star and Felicity pissed. The older couple is annoyed. Tyler is eating it up, quite literally. Like, he is demolishing his invisible bread. He is (laughs) loving his invisible bread. And Margo is disgusted. We go over to Lillian, and she's like, ugh. It's almost fiendish, isn't it? Just a, a place known for its bread. Like, she's just the worst. And she looks at one of the, like, little dollops, and she's like, but this emulsion, this emulsion is split. And Ted is like, I noticed it right when it came out, but I didn't want to say anything. And Lillian is like, you just really shouldn't see something like this in, an, in a restaurant of this caliber. Um, we then go back over to Tyler And he's talking about, like, you know, trying to guess the overarching theme of the whole meal. And Margot is like, I can't believe you don't get that he's insulting you. Like, (laughs) and he's like, what are you talking about? And and he's like, he's a storyteller, blah, blah, blah. blah. Back over to Lillian. And they're talking about the bread that she makes. And Ted is like, what kind of yeast do you use? And she's like, oh, I make my own yeast from apples. And I was like. I mean, that sounds cool. Like, how do you do it, though, actually? But also... (laughs) I was like, that sounds something you'd be definitely into. I am super into it. It actually sounds awesome, but I won't talk about it here. It does sound really cool. I want to know how to make use from apples, but whatever. Anyway, so then... Uh, one, so then Elsa brings over a giant bowl, like a giant big salad bowl, and it is, uh, 
a yellow liquid and she puts it next to her and goes, a giant bowl of broken emulsion for you to enjoy. So it's like whatever she said was the broken emulsion. They just like made her a bigger bowl of it to be dicks. <laughs> um, bros are like, uh, bros over there. They call Elsa over and they're like, this is cool, but like, can we get some bread? And Elsa says, no. And they're like, are, are you serious? Like, come on. They're like, you don't want me to pull this card, but do you know who we do are? Do you know who I am? Ah, oh, fuck you. And Elsa goes. That's also when I throw the table. Yeah. And Elsa goes, yes. And he goes, you do? And she says, yes. And she sa- and he says, we work with Varric. And she goes, no, you work for Varric. <gasps> oh, oh, crrr. So basically we learned that like Doug Varric is the investor in this restaurant. So like, oh man. And they also work for him in another capacity. The amount of people that I have had come into a restaurant that I oh my god at. and say, "Do you know who I am?" Say, "Do you know who I am?" But also that they are investors and therefore expect expect to be treated a certain way uh, is very. And some would come in a lot and were very nice, but some. Do they literally say, just, "Do you know who I am"? Not only in like Hollywood, at like the Roosevelt, have I had like people say shit like that, and usually I'm like, I have literally no idea who the fuck you are. How would I know? <laughs> yeah, but the other restaurant I worked at in Santa Monica, definitely yeah. investors would come in a lot. Um, people always knew the owners, quote unquote, and I was like, Yeah, I know the fucking owners. Yeah, <laughs> with them all day, long, every fucking day. I too like, know the owner. There was a, that was more the do you know who I am card there. It was like, oh, I I'm friends with or I know da da da. And I'm like, Me too. Fucking do you know how many people walk in the store saying that? They're just very nice, uh yeah. Y- y- like European men who are they're very accommodating and yeah. want you to come back to their restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> You're not friends with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, put a pin in that thought. You're not friends with them. For later. Uh so Elsa refuses and they're pissed. And then she like goes to fix bro uh, number two's napkin like in his lap. And he's like, I got it. But it's so that she can whisper in his ear. You will eat less than you desire and more than you deserve. And he's like, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and she walks away. You will eat less than you desire and, and more, more than, you, than deserve. you deserve. Ooh. Yeah. So we go back over to Margot. Margot doesn't want to try it because she's like, no, I'm not going to eat dips by themselves. Like, I, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. How is he eating them? Like there's, a like a, there's like a teeny tiny little spoon or whatever. Yeah. Pretty nice, much. Like nice a like spoon. a. I was, damn it, you took my joke. I was about to say, like, your size spoon. Um, Kim takes really small bites. It's funny. I know. Um, D actually always, without me even ever asking, he always gives me, like, a little fork. When he, and I was like, I love that you give me small forks. And he's like, well, you take very tiny bites. But I was like, I, I do. And that's why I prefer a small fork. But most people would give a normal adult size fork. A normal adult size fork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric said something about your small bite the other day where he was like, Kim takes like such teeny tiny bites. And I was like, ugh, I know. And he was like, what was that response? And I was like, it's just, 
It's just been a topic of conversation for many years, how small Kim's bites are. It's <laughs> just, I've been there, done that. That's all. <laughs> this is new new information to <laughs> Yeah, I guess he never, like, watched you eat. And I was like, yeah, it's a strange wow. experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sal recently figured it out, too, when we were in Greece. And then he yeah. couldn't stop watching me. Couldn't, yeah, it's fascinating, you guys. That's going to be one of our, our $50 page, Patreon tier. It's just going to be that you get to watch Kim weirdly eat a meal. That's the $1,250 tier. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just slowly eat a meal with tiny silver. Tiny, water. tiny bites. Yeah. Um, so Margo doesn't want to try it. And Tyler is pissed, so he reaches across the table to, like, eat hers and ends up breaking a wine glass Ah, on the floor, which is also me. Um, (laughs) Wow, I didn't even think up on that one. Yeah. Um, And Chef then comes over himself. And Chef Voldemort says to Margot, you're not eating. And she says... There's no food. <laughs> and Chef Voldemort says, oh, this, he says, you haven't touched your food. Question one, what do you do? What does Margot do? Uh, I think she's like, I think she stands her ground. Okay. And I'll give it a little dib dab. Point for Margot. She stands her ground. No point for you. We'll find out why later. And so Margot says, yes, yeah, sorry, you know, but a lot of food is coming, right? I don't want to fill up. And Chef Voldemort says, that would not be possible. I've precisely designed the portions to account for that. Please eat. The menu only makes sense if you eat. And she says, but you told us not to eat. And he's like, that's not what I meant. Because remember, he was like, don't eat, taste, or relish, or whatever the fuck. Oh, right. And he says, that's not what I meant, madam, and you know it. And Margot says, thanks, but I'll eat what I want when I want. Erps. Mm. Spit in your food, Margot. Yeah. So now. He- what happened to the stereo, Todd? I don't know, <laughs> no, Margot. Margo. <laughs> God, I love that movie. So. Christmas vacation. Oh, my God. Now. Todd and Margo, that Todd and Margo would 100% go to this restaurant and be the worst. So, Chef Voldemort walks over to the old woman and, like, puts his head to her head in, like, a very tender way. Hmm. But the old woman has no response to him. He then says, plating in five. Now we have more wine coming around. Margot then keeps looking over at the older couple, Judith Light and her husband. And Judith is like, she keeps looking at us. Do you know her? And the husband is like, I don't. And Judith is like, she looks like our Claire. Don't you think she looks just like our Claire? And the guy is like, no, she doesn't. And then we hear a clap. And Chef again telling us what the next meal is. And he says, in Waterloo, Iowa, Tuesday was taco night. Taco Tuesday. And all the chefs, or all the guests laugh at blah, blah, blah. And how common Taco Tuesday is. And how... 
And then he walks over to the old woman and he says, this is my mother. As you can see, she's rather drunk. That is not unusual. When I was seven years old, one Tuesday, my father came home quite drunk. Also not unusual. Mother grew angry and screamed at him, at which point he proceeded to wrap a telephone cord around her neck and pull it tight. I wept and screamed and begged him to stop. To make him stop, I finally had to stab him in the thigh with kitchen scissors. You remember that, Mother, don't you? She doesn't respond. She just takes a drink of her wine. And he says, I suppose I should have stabbed him in his throat that evening. But we're not so smart when we're young. And as he's saying this, we're watching. Yeah. As he's saying this, we're watching the thing be plated. And it is like a full sort of like little mini breast or thigh of chicken. And each of the chefs like stabs a golden pair of scissors into the chicken. Mm hmm. And they then um, start, you know, bringing it around. And Chef Voldemort continues, and he says, As Miss Bloom knows, this put us on the map, our tacos. And they bring it around, and they also have, everyone has their own personal tortillas um, to eat their tacos with. And he says, I, uh, this, this course is called Memories, and I hope it evokes strong memories for us all. Lillian looks at the tortillas and there are images laser burned into each of the tortillas. And she looks at hers and she's like, what are these? And she says, oh, they're all restaurants. And she goes, they're all restaurants that I reviewed that then closed. The old couple, it's all pictures of them. Like, sitting eating dinner at this place then we go over to Tyler and Tyler is like excited to see like what his are it's all images of him taking photos of tonight's meal (laughs) 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 we then see that John Leguizamo has the poster for a movie he did called Calling Dr. Sunshine And he's like, oh, my God, this is so silly. He's like, God, it was a terrible script, terrible jokes. And, like, just kind of like, you know, what a funny movie to put on there kind of thing. And then we, uh, Felicity is like, you're friends with the, with Chef Voldemort, right? And John Leguizamo is like, yeah, 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 we're friends. Go over to the bros. The bros tortillas all have NFTs. Close. Bitcoins. <laughs> Close. Uh, account transactions on oh. them. Scandalous and they, yeah, they don't look <gasps> legal. <laughs> Question two, what do you do? What do they do? Um, I'm going to keep it to myself. Hmm. I think they're going to throw a fit. You know a bro's going to throw a fit. (laughs) So he he says, he calls Elsa over. (laughs) And he says, what are these? And Elsa says, they are tortillas. (laughs) With a perfect accent. (laughs) 
And they're like, yeah, I know they're tortillas. What are these? Like referring to the images. And she goes, they are tortillas, which contain Echo Bright's tax records and other documents showing how your company has hidden transactions with shell companies and created invoices with fake charges. And <laughs> Steel Lucas number three is like, how did you get these? And Elsa says, I'm sorry, but Chef never reveals his recipes. <laughs> and uh, Steel Lucas number two is like, do you know how fucked you are? And he's like, we'll have you shut down by morning. And Elsa goes, oh, no, that won't be necessary. And walks away. <laughs> Bless her. Bless her. So now we go back to the couple, uh, Judith Light. And Judith Light picks up a tortilla and she goes, oh, and this is you with... <gasps> A woman. Not me. Who is that? And the husband is like, I don't know. It's staged. It's some stupid joke. I don't know who that is. Clearly. Mm -hmm. We then go over to the bros and they're freaking out, but they are comforting themselves by saying, if they turn us in, they turn Varric in as well. So like, we're fine. Being like their angel investor is our boss. So we're fine, right? We're fine. Yeah, I mean, we're totally fine. We're fine, right? Is their whole vibe. <laughs> Tyler is freaking out. And he's like, I got to make this right. I got to make this right. And Margo is like trying to talk him down. Be like, you're fine, dude. And he's like, just fucking stop talking. Let me think, okay? And Margo is like, you can't talk to me like that. And... um. She's like, if you're not happy with it, just send it back. Excuse me. Excuse me. And he like snaps at her and he's like, stop it. Stop it. Do not do that. And she's like, did you snap at me? She goes, Tyler, you cannot talk to me like that. And she's like very. Like almost like she's scolding a a child in a way in the sense. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, Siri. I'm not talking to you. Um, the way you just spoke to Siri, just the way I just spoke to Siri, yeah. And he's Did like, she he, get tortillas. Uh, yes, but we don't cover what's on hers at okay. all. Um, and he's like, you do not send stuff back to the kitchen you child and he's like you thank them for even letting you in the door and she's like what did you call me and he's like I called you a child because that's what you're fucking acting like and she says Tyler you need to apologize to me now you can't talk to me like that and he's like well yeah actually I can because ding dong I'm the one who's paying so maybe shut up and eat (laughs) did he say ding dong he said ding dong Ding dong. Hey, ding dong. <laughs> I love him. Um, oh, gosh. So then he angrily makes a taco and takes a bite and completely forgets the argument that he's having. And he's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is incredible. You have to try this. Margot just like stares at him and is super pissed. And so, question three what do you do? What does Margot do? Hmm. I think that she does not try it, and I'm not going to try it either. Okay. That's two half points. Mm. She does not try it, but she also throws down her napkin and gets up and leaves the table. And she goes to a door, and it's locked. And Elsa comes over and is like, 
are you looking for the bathroom? And she's like, what's behind this door? And Elsa's like, something very special. And, you know, doesn't tell her what's behind it. And directs her to the bathroom. So she goes in. She stands. She goes into a stall, stands up on a toilet, opens a little slat vent in, like, a window in the bathroom so she can smoke out the window. Oh, okay. She is looking out to outside and sees like one of the somebody carrying giant white like victoria's secret angel wings into the woods like holding big ornate like feathered angel wings she then hears someone come into the bathroom and it's chef Voldemort. voldemort and she's like you can't be in here and he's like I need to know why you won't eat. It wounds me. And she's like, I'm just not hungry. And he's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm Margot Mills. And he's like, no, who are you really? And she's like, I'm Margot Mills from Nebraska. Do you want the address to my mom's trailer park? Like, what is your fucking problem? And he says, that's who you want me to think you are. But who are you? And she says, please get the fuck out of my way. And leaves. Fourth course. The chefs are laying out a giant white sheet on the ground. And they're laying branches all around in like a decorative manner. Chef claps. Uh, bro, uh, whatever. Chef claps. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, please meet sous chef jeremy and one of the chefs actually the one that that tyler was talking to in the very beginning comes over and he stands on the tarp and chef Voldemort says jeremy created the next dish it's called the mess jeremy may i explain the mess jeremy says yes chef and he says Originally from Sparks, Nevada, Jeremy studied at the Culinary Institute in Hyde Park. Jeremy's goal, as he wrote in a heartfelt letter, was to work for me here at Hawthorne. Isn't that right, Jeremy? Yes, chef. Jeremy is talented. He's good. He's very good. But he's not great. He will never be great. He desperately wants my job, my prestige, my talent. He aspires to greatness, but he will never achieve it. Correct, Jeremy? Yes, chef. Jeremy is like me at his age. He's forsaken everything to achieve his goals. He works 20 hours a day, no time for friends or family. He can't go to the park or see a movie or stop at the bank. Jeremy, when's the last time you called your mother? I don't remember, chef. Like mine, his life is pressure. Pressure to put out the best food in the world. Pressure to please his chef. Pressure to please the customers and the critics. And even when all goes right and the food is perfect and the customers are happy and the critics are too, there is no way to avoid... The mess. The mess you make of your life, of your body, of your sanity, by giving everything you have to pleasing people you will never know. Jeremy, do you like your life? This life you dreamed about? No, chef. Do you want my life? It's okay, you can answer. Do you want my life? Not my position nor my talent, my life. Jeremy kind of tears up and says, No, chef. And Chef Voldemort says, ladies and gentlemen, your fourth course, sous chef Jeremy's mess. Jeremy then 
pulls something out of the waistband of his pants. It's a gun, and he shoots himself in the face. No! Question four, what do you do? What do they do? <laughs> you are dining at this restaurant. Um, These reservations were so hard to get. Someone just shot themselves in the mouth. Who am I? Any of the patrons. Literally any one of them. He just shot himself. And now the other chefs are just rolling him up in the tarp that they laid out and removing the body. Oh, they're removing it? Mm-hmm. Not like laying it on the table for us? <laughs> um, Handing everyone forks? Dig in! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they just freak out where they're just like, <gasps> and I... Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you... I said them. I want you to pick, uh, pick a person. I think Tyler thinks it's brilliant. I am going to take a bathroom break, climb out (laughs) that little window, and find a boat back home. That's one and a half points, yes. Tyler thinks it is chef's kiss, literally. I gave you a half point for... Trying to stealthily leave Um, the particular window, the slats, like you're not going to be able to get out of those, but trying your best to take a bathroom break and leave. I gave you a half point for that. So everyone's free. The old woman, though, unfazed at all. So are the other chefs unfazed. Tyler is smiling and going, well, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. And chef is like, it's okay, it's okay. And everyone's like, is he dead? And like, people can't tell if it's real. So like Lillian is like, it's just theater. It's just theater. Like everyone is obviously like not wanting to think that it's real. Right. But the chefs are just bringing around the next course. And the next course is pressure cooked vegetables, roasted filet, potato confit, beef jus, and bone marrow. R.I.P. Jeremy is <laughs> the next course. So everyone just stares at their plate and chef goes, eat! And everyone's like, <laughs> and just starts eating. Tyler is unfazed and just enjoying it. Like, he's like, this is delicious. And I'm like, I'm sure it is, honestly. Like, honestly, I'm sure it's delicious. Wine guy comes back around, utterly unfazed, um, describing it. This particular wine, he did say, had the flavors, the over the overtones of loneliness. And I was like, who wants to drink loneliness? I'm trying to drink wine to feel less loneliness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now that one, I'm like, I'm very familiar with what lonely tastes like. Those notes I could pick out. Actually, that's not true. Loneliness is not one of the things I feel. I feel... Ennui, as we've covered. (laughs) I feel depressed, suicidal, all those fun things, but never lonely. So I I guess that's what I have going for me. (laughs) 
I could pick out lonely. <laughs> you could pick I'll out take lonely. the lonely dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you you'd be able to to identify those tones real quick, real quick. real quick. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll be the taste tester of lonely <laughs> for, for the loneliness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll and I'll pick out your ennui. Thank you. So you're much. welcome. That's why we're a good team. It is. We're such a good team. So, old couple wants to leave. Sure. And Elsa won't let them leave. Old guy kind of tries to like stand his ground, but I'm like, sir, that you've never stood on a square foot of ground in your life. Like, you're not gonna be able to take these. 30-something chefs and security guards. But he tries. And he, Judith, is kind of trying to be like, Richard, don't. And he's like, let me handle this. And Elsa says, with which hand? And he's like, what? And she's like, with which hand will you handle this, Mr. Liebrandt? Left or right? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Elsa goes, shall we choose? Choose what? Very well. Left hand, ring finger. And he's grabbed by the other security guards and chefs. His hand is put down on the table. And his left ring finger is chopped off. Oh, no. It's different when they were just killing themselves. Uh Uh-huh. But when they start uh, cutting up the patrons. Yeah. Gets a little... I didn't sign up for that. A little scary. Yeah. So everyone is now freaking out. Nels is like, just do you need assistance finding your seat? All part of the menu. All part of the menu. Like she does not lose her cool. Felicity then says to movie star John Leguizamo, she's like, you know him. Go talk to him. Go fix this. And he goes, I made that up. And she's like, why would you make up that you're friends with him? And he's like, because I'm a name dropping whore. Okay. I don't know him. And she's like, oh, fuck. And then Elsa picks up the ring of Richard, who just had his finger chopped off, and she hands it to Judith. And she's like, your husband's ring, (laughs) ma'am. Lillian is over there, and she is going, do you know what, Ted? This is all theater. They did this for us. They did this all for us. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, he texted me to come tonight. He texted me personally. She's like, this is all a show for us. And Ted is like, oh. And then he like looks over at the bros and John Leguizamo and is like, your acting is astonishing. Beautiful job. And they're all like, (laughs) (laughs) Elsa then says, uh, Elsa then walks over to Margot and says, Chef Voldemort wants to see you in the kitchen. Question five, what do you do? What does Margo do? I think I think we both go. What's this guy what's this guy about? Mm-hmm. I like you we gotta get in his get in his head. So she walks up to him and he looks at her and he says, You're all wrong. Who are you? And she's like, I'm Margo. And he goes, No, 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 no. I've served many Margos. You're not a Margo. And I was like, what does a Margo look like? I mean, you're not wrong, but what does a Margo look like? <laughs> oh, she says, why does it matter? That's what she said. Like, why does it matter who I am? And he says, it matters because this menu, this guest list, this entire evening has been painstakingly planned. And you were not a part of that plan. And it's spoiling everything. In order to proceed, I need to know where to seat you. With us or with them. 
With you, please. <laughs> I'll take you. you I'll take day. you. And he says, it's really very important. And she says, and then you'll let me live? And he says, oh, no, 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 no. Of course not. That would ruin the menu. We're all going to die tonight. Isn't that right, everyone? And we hear, yes, chef. And he says, so do you want to die with those who give or with those who take? And she says, but I die either way, so it's arbitrary. And he says, it's not arbitrary. Please pick 15 minutes to decide. Return to your seat. And then he says, plating in five. And every time he said plating in five, what did I say? Thank you, five. Thank you, five. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they all say, yes, chef. And then he says, I love you all. And they say, we love you too, chef. This is, talk about cult vibes. (laughs) Um, And so she comes back. Tyler is obviously furious that she got to go into the kitchen. Oh, right. We then learn that the next thing that's coming around is a palate cleanser, which is bergamot and red clover tea. Yum. And uh, the bros are trying to make a plan. John Leguizamo, Leguizamo comes over to also try to be a part of the plan, but starts citing a movie that he did one time as like, we could try this thing that I did in a movie one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but question six, what do you do? What does Abro do in this moment? Um, I think one of them tries to talk to what's her face? The hostess? Elsa. Um, Or try to talk to the chef. Like, try to go into the kitchen. You know, like, try to be like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I am... I'm going to make a plan with them. But I'm going to use it as a double cross. Ooh! So that they get caught and I get away. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's a half a point for you because you didn't really have a plan, but you decided you <laughs> wanted to make a plan. So I give you half a point. <laughs> they. <laughs> I got I got you. Um, Steel Lucas number one. My plan is to make a plan. Yeah, your plan is to make a plan. Nice job. Steel Lucas says, fuck your plan. And he grabs a chair and goes, runs and tries to break the window with his chair oh, and it yeah. literally Classic bro. bounces off the window. It, it, it so doesn't, br- it like, it like anti breaks, <laughs> like somehow he made the, the, the window stronger um, <laughs> to the point where like everyone just watches him. It doesn't break. And Elsa just calmly comes over and says, please take your seat. <laughs> I love her. It's so embarrassing. Chef doesn't even flinch. Uh, we get another clap and now he's talking about the tea that he just poured. And he says, does anyone have any questions about the tea? And of course, Tyler is like, is this bergamot? <laughs> Listen, I hear I it. Him. I see it. I hear it. I see it. And I also n- get why you love me now. Cause you love him so much and you love I me so much. I do love him so much. Yeah. And so he says, is this bergamot? And chef, rolls his eyes and is like yes like just not (laughs) interested and then one of the bros stands up and is like why are you doing this and we don't get a good answer because I didn't write anything so he just says why are you doing this and we don't get an answer 
Desperate to know. Yeah. And he says, uh, he then goes into a thing about like, none of this should be a surprise to you, Miss Bloom, Lillian, if I may. And he says, my cherished early advocate knows the damage she has done to so many livelihoods. And she's like, now hold on, chef. And he says, you don't talk. He says, I was happy in my little taco truck. I was fine. It was the happiest I've ever been. Margot like clocks this interaction. And he continues and says, and you, talking to Ted, her butt boy, you enable her filth, you buttress, you coddle. And Ted looks offended. And then a chef brings over another more giant bowl of broken emulsion to, to Lillian. And uh, he goes, you love that I texted you an invitation for this evening. Me yearning for your attendance. And Lillian just is kind of like, yeah, I did. Like, she's a little bit resolved. And he's like, that is to be expected. And you fed my ego as well, sadly. Uh, he then goes over to um, his loyal regulars. So that is Judith Light and our fingerless guy. Because fingerless guy has been, like, kind of moaning and crying this whole time. Sure, he lost a finger. Yeah, so Judith is like, yo, like, my husband needs a hospital. And Chef Voldemort comes over and says, my loyal regulars, how many times have you eaten here in the last five years? And Richard is like, I don't know, five or six. And he's like, it's 11. And he's like, 11 times. Most people consider themselves blessed if they ate here once, Mr. Liebrandt. Kindly name one dish you ate. The last time you were here, 11 times you take the boat out here where we introduce every dish every single time. We tell you exactly what we're feeding you. We create elaborate stories. We make it fun. We even give you a copy of the menu to take home. Please tell me one dish you ate the last time you were here or the time before. One, please. And he can't. Judith Light tries to save the day. And she's like, she's, she's doing Judith Light bringing it by the way she doesn't have a ton to do in this movie but what she does she is bringing it so what i'm saying is guys let's bring judith light into the fold more because she's killing it and she just says cod and he's like what was that and she's like cod we had cod and he goes it wasn't cod you donkey (laughs) (laughs) and so now begins my era of calling people donkeys (laughs) you Donkey. <laughs> and I'll be calling people ding-dongs. I love it. Donkeys and ding-dongs. <laughs> well, now I got to write that down. So the bros chime in at this point. And they're like, you know, you said it was your restaurant. But if we're all just being honest tonight, like you say, it's not. And Chef Aldemort says, you're right. It's not. Doug Varick is my angel investor. He owns this island and this restaurant. And since Hawthorne's my entire life, Doug Varick owns me. All of which is complicated by the fact that I currently own Doug Varick. Mm, the chef looks to Elsa. Elsa flips a switch on. So now we can see outside into the ocean that there is a giant spotlight and Doug Varick is being suspended 
over the ocean wearing giant angel wings. <laughs> and the bros freak out. The bros start trying to bribe him with money. And they're like, Derek kept you open during COVID, dude. And Chef is like, yes. But he also questioned my menu and asked for substitutions. Even though there are no substitutions at Hawthorne. Snaps to that. I'm with you, Chef Voldemort. I fucking knew. That if I didn't have you, I was going to get you here with those <laughs> substitutes. Um, guys, little known fact. I served tables for a month at TGI Fridays in Towson, Baltimore, Maryland. I failed miserably every day. And I'm okay with that. It is a skill set I don't have. Kim was a server for many, many years. And I shit you not that, like, I... The respect that I have for Kim's ability to do that job at different locations for as long as she did, this is not a joke. I truly, like, she lives at a level of, like, superhero for me <laughs> that is, uh, I think I think about it probably more than Kim knows I think about it, that she did that for as long as she did. And because it was so fascinating to me, her prowess at serving tables, I also happen to know that substitutions made her very angry. <laughs> And so I knew that this part of the the film they make all restaurant people very angry. No one wants your substitutions, bitch. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I had a lot of I a lot of empathy for you. Was, and there there was a chef run restaurant that I worked at at one point in time in Hermosa Beach, mm-hmm. and. There was no substitutions allowed there, and it was the glory of my life. Oh, yeah. To be able to say to every rich person that walked in, no. No substitutions. No. That was your Elsa era. usually restaurants are like, the customer is always right. Down down to them. <laughs> Look for asshole. Oh, uh, God. So, like, whatever they wanted, you know, he had to do. Yeah. And he was just like, Mm-mm. I don't do it. No, thank I you. I love that. I love that vibe. Yeah, so I thought of Kim a lot during this movie, if I'm being honest. It feels, <laughs> it felt cathartic on her behalf Aww. in a lot of ways. I love it. Um, I wonder if I'm going to postmortem the writers to be like, are they just people who worked in restaurants for a really long time? Oh my God. <laughs> and this is just their dream scenario. Oh my God. I, I wonder. Oh my God. We should, I want to postmortem that. That's, <laughs> that's fabulous. Um, so bros tried to bribe him with money. No substitutes at Hawthorne. And then he looks to Elsa and says, falling angel, please. And Elsa just goes like this, makes a flapping wing movement out the window. And Chef tells them to listen. And all they hear is the screams of Doug Varick as he's slowly lowered into the ocean with his hands tied behind his back and giant angel wings on his scapula. (laughs) And everyone is screaming. And like, oh, my God. And Chef is just like, shh, 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 shh. Listen. Of course, Tyler closes his eyes and listens. <laughs> oh, God. I love him so much. <laughs> and then as Doug Barrick is submerged in the water, it becomes silence. And Chef Voldemort says, do you hear that? Silence. And the silence means 
I'm free. And all the customers say, well, if we didn't know we were fucked before, we know (laughs) we're fucked now. now. Yeah. (laughs) So now the buzzer goes off and Elsa tells Margot, "Okay, your time's up. The chef will speak to you in his office now. So she goes into the office and asks and he asks for her decision of where do you want to die with us or with them? And she says, this isn't for me, you know? This isn't for me. (laughs) And he says, okay, so you want me to make the decision for you? And he says, I think you belong with the shit shovelers, the service industry worker, the givers. And he says, how do you know the old guy, Richard, uh, Judith Light's husband? And she says, I think you know. (sighs) And he's like, what did he make you do? And she says... He told me to agree with everything he said and not break eye contact while he jerked off. And Chef Voldemort says, oh, specific. And Margot's, not really. It's pretty unoriginal. And she says, but what rattled me was that he told me to tell him he was a good man and that I was his daughter and that he loved me. And then he and the chef cuts her off and says, so he's a romantic And they kind of share a little smirk. And he says, I don't need the details. I know what a bad customer is. Um, Me too. Me too, Vold. Me too. Yeah. Um, So also that is why Judith was like, she looks like our daughter. And he's like, no, she doesn't. Oh, gosh. I did not jerk off to that sex worker who looks similarly to our daughter. (laughs) Yeah. So. Gross. Which also makes me wonder. No, because she would have. Maybe. I wonder if the tortilla was her and this guy. Remember, it was like him and a woman that she didn't recognize. I don't know. Maybe Mm. maybe it could have just been another. No, because she didn't know enough. She didn't know anything about the restaurant. So it wasn't her. It was probably just some other prostitute sex worker. Um, And he so chef. Voldemort says, do you enjoy providing your services? And she says, I used to. And she says, do you enjoy providing yours? And he says, I used to. I know. I was like, clearly not anymore. Yeah. And he says, I haven't desired to cook for someone in ages. And one does miss the feeling. And he says, come with me. I would like to show you something. So what we're seeing is like a break in his chain mail if you will, you know, we're seeing a connection that they just had of both being in the service industry mm-hmm. and having bad customers. So he says, I want to, I want to show you something. And we see that Elsa's making everyone go outside for the fifth course. Uh, everyone leaves except for mom. So when everyone leaves, mom just grabs the bottle of wine out of the ice bucket and puts it in front of her. <laughs> And the bros start talking about, like, looking for a spare boat, you know, like trying to get off the island. And Lillian kind of, like, picks up on what they're saying and is like, we're all going to die tonight, guys. Like, she's just like, (laughs) we're not getting out of here. (laughs) Um, Chef Voldemort says, ladies and gentlemen, our next course will be presented by sous chef Catherine Keller. Catherine steps up and she says, good evening, everyone. 
I have a story for you all. Three years ago, oh Julian Slowick, Chef Voldemort, tried to fuck me. And she says, I refused his advances. A week later, he tried again. And again, I refused. But he didn't fire me. That would be unethical, he thought. So he kept me in his kitchen and refused to look at me in the eye or speak directly to me for eight months. He can do that because he's the star. He's the man. So our next course is called Man's Folly. Catherine then approaches Chef Voldemort, looks him right in the eye, pulls a pair of kitchen scissors out, and stabs him in the thigh. He just accepts it with a wince, nods, gives her a meaningful hug, and uh, smiles back at her. She steps back. He pulls the scissors out of his thigh, and he says to the men, and he says, we'll give you a 45-second head start. (laughs) And then our chefs will come after you. So before he even finishes, like, what he say, like he says, forty five second head start, and Steel Lucas number one just bolts, sure. like doesn't even wait. <laughs> but then he gives everyone else like the go ahead, like go run. They all run, and all but Tyler. Tyler <laughs> stands there with the ladies, and the chef goes and is like, "You too," and he like rolls his eyes and runs off into the woods. <laughs> the women then go in back into the restaurant with Miss Keller, Catherine Keller. The wine guy then sends the male chefs out to catch the male customers. We see course number six. Dungeness crab, fermented yogurt whey, dried sea lettuce, umabashi, and kelp. All of which I want to look up. Sounds delicious. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Uh, You you live on an island and for however long and don't. Just don't sleep ever, and you really lose your goddamn mind, eh? You lose your fucking mind. You also learn that you can eat fermented yogurt whey. I feel like that's something that you only learn you can eat if you live on a deserted island and are losing your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, just eat yogurt. Like, there's just so many foods available. Like, why do we have to... Fermented yogurt whey? I just... It's probably delicious. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) So... The women are now sitting around a round table, all of them. And Catherine Keller, who created this particular meal, is sitting with them. And Lillian is still eating and talking as if she's a food critic about how delicious it is. And telling Catherine, like, this is, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And Catherine says, there was a time that would have meant a lot to me. And then she starts crying. And all the women kind of start trying to, like, com- com- comfort her. Mm-hmm. And Felicity, who doesn't know what she's talking about, is like, yeah, the emoji is really delicious. And Lillian is like, it's umabashi. <laughs> and so they're all trying to compliment her. This is what I found very funny that like, even in this setting, sort of like feminine energy is to like comfort and take care in mm-hmm. order to accomplish what you need to accomplish while the men are outside hunting each other hunting (laughs) (laughs) it was very interesting 
And uh, we then cut back to the bro dudes and just running through the woods. And one of them is like, you're running right next to me, bro. Like they're going to get just both run differently. <laughs> I totally. I, I feel that. I feel that feeling in my bones. That, yeah. That is, that would be me. Of not wanting I'm, to be run, like run away from me. Yeah. Go your own way. It's kind of like I'm when I try to wear thing. the same outfit. Yes. Go, run your own direction. <laughs> And I'm just trying to hold Kim's hand as we run for our life together. <laughs> I can't bring me it. down, bro. You're holding me back. So Judith Light now has some like, you know, screen time with Margot. And she just looks at Margot and says, Oh, you know my husband, don't you? And Margot says, um, uh, fuck it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and we then go to so Felicity is trying to still talk to Catherine and is like, so you can tell us, are we really going to die? And Catherine just nods her head. And she and Felicity goes, it's just I'm supposed to start a new job on Monday at Sony Associate Development Co-Executive. <laughs> and Catherine just stares at her. <laughs> and she says, it doesn't work if you live. The menu. And she says, uh, it needs an ending that ties things together conceptually. Otherwise, it just tastes good. And who cares? This is also where I had like pretentious theater flashbacks of people <laughs> sure. that like. Like, listen, Kim and I love movies. We love theater. We love acting. We love the performance. We love all of it. But, like, the people that take it so seriously, like, even though, like, we joke about how fucking pretentious I am, which I am, there is a limit for me. And, like, this is the limit. Like, sure. where it's just, like, guys, it's just art. Like, you mm -hmm. don't, you mm -hmm. don't have to break your back over it it's fine so Lillian is hearing this from Margo and she's sitting at the table and she's talking about how delicious the meal is question seven what do you do what does Lillian do directly to Catherine can you repeat the last sentence so Lillian is what Lillian is the food critic she hasn't said anything in a minute so basically she's just eating Catherine's food oh, okay. I mean, like this is delicious but Catherine has just told you like you're all going to oh, die. You're all going to die because that completes the menu. Yeah. So what do you do? What does Lillian do? Maybe she's like, kind of plays like you, you need, like it's all meaningless unless you get a good review about it. Kind okay. of card. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, like does a, you know, tree mm -hmm. make a sound in the woods yep. when it falls yep <laughs> that's right no that when was it's right just standing there does it yeah. make a sound <laughs> does a tree make a sound when it's standing <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> uh and i'll do the same i mean sounds like a nice tactic to try what the mm -hmm. fuck have i got to lose at this point that's two half points because you're on the right track. Like Lillian is going to use her prestige. Uh, but what she says is she goes, well, I mean, you really should have your own place. Catherine doesn't oh. say anything. 
cool. Good, good job. Good job. And Lillian says, I mean, I could help you with that, of course. Like, you know. And she's like, but of course, that would mean we'd have to do something about the whole dying part. And Catherine says, oh, no, 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 no. Everyone dying was actually my pitch. I'm super proud of that part. (laughs) Great job, Catherine. And so Lillian just looks at her and goes, fuck it. And grabs the wine out of the ice bucket and pours (laughs) it for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So now we cut to uh, all the men being caught. They're all immediately caught by the other chefs and are being paraded back to the restaurant. And what is on my pants? Something weird on my pants. Ted, who's Lillian's butt boy, is hiding in the chicken coop, which is a great hiding place. And he's the last one caught. But when he's caught, a hand just shoots into the chicken coop. And it's a little dish. And it says, as a prize for being the last one to be caught, a little play on the passard egg with creme fraiche and maple. And he just like takes it and just eats it. <laughs> it's like why not um, and I want to look up the Passard eggs so can you put that on we're going to have so many postmortems um, and so now we go back to the women's table and Margo is finally like yo my name's Erin and I'm from Brockton <laughs> Massachusetts <laughs> and now the men are back they're being paraded back in and Tyler immediately is like what did you get what did he get what did he give you like does not care that he's about to be murdered at all the old man uh, why do i keep richard then sees judith and margo talking and just is like fuck mm-hmm. like doesn't even <laughs> try doesn't even try to defend himself john leguizamo sits down and felicity is like how did you do and he's like i did great <sighs> no i didn't i'm a failure And she goes, I know. I've been stealing money from you. And he goes, I know. And she goes, I know you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's all out in the open now. (laughs) Yeah. It's all all out in the open. And Chef then says, we can't continue till we resolve this matter. And he walks over to Tyler and he says, Tyler, why are you here? And Tyler starts to talk. And Chef is like, swallow first. So he swallows. And he says, I wanted to experience your food. And Chef says, what were you told? And Tyler says, that it's the greatest menu ever. And Chef says, and? And Tyler says, and that everyone would die. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And it dawns on Margo what he's saying. That he knew, and he says, you had a date, not the young woman you brought here tonight. What happened to her? Tyler says, she broke up with me. And he says, so you brought Margo, why? And Tyler hesitates, but he says, why? And Tyler says, because you don't offer seatings for one. Question eight, what do you do? What does Margo do? Uh, what do I do? What does Margot do? Ketron said that was such a smile that I was like, oh, it feels like I'm supposed to know the answer to this. <laughs> no, I just love him, love her, love you, love what she does, love all of it. 
I'm a little drunk from my hot toddy. <laughs> What's her goal? Um, I mean, her goal remains to stay alive, but like, you just found out that you were hired by a super rich guy, like, to die. Your life was utterly expendable to him. Okay. The service you provide was so, you know, undervalued. Uh, maybe we kill him hand in hand. I love that for you. That's one and a half points. She doesn't kill him, but she does reach across the table and try to strangle him. And she's pulled back. And Chef Voldemort continues and says, For the eight months I've corresponded with you, I gave you access to our world. I swore you to secrecy. Why do you think I would do this? Why do you think I wanted you here? And Tyler says, because I know a lot about food. <laughs> and Chef Voldemort says, You're not like the others, are you? You knew what a Pacajet was. Pacajet is some sort of cooking tool that he referred to when he first got here when he was talking to like the chef that ended up killing himself. But mm -hmm. I didn't remember what it was called. And I don't know what it does. And he says, The bergamot. And he says, You're a cook. And cooks belong in the kitchen. And Tyler starts to, like, smile. And uh, he says, oh, Elsa comes over with, with chef's whites, which are, you know, the doctor coats that chefs wear. But they're not doctors, they're chefs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Chef's yes. whites. And it's, called a, it's called a chef coat. Chef coat. chef coat. Yeah. And just like a doctor's coat. But just it's like coat. a doctor's coat. Well, in the script, they're referred to as chef's whites, apparently. Okay. So he puts it on and he, you know, puts the jacket on and he's uh, Chef Voldemort writes Tyler on the little name tag. And he looks at him and he says, okay cook and Tyler's like what he's like you're a cook cook what do you need and Tyler's like looks like he's about to cry and chef Voldemort just keeps going cook cook you're a cook cook and he's like what do you need we have everything okay Kim here's your yeah. bonus question yeah. and it is subjective I want you to know you're in this situation I know you're not a cook but you have everything that you could possibly want in a kitchen. Every gadget, every ingredient, every process, anything. Chef Voldemort says, cook. What are you going to cook? And if I like it, you'll get a bonus point. You don't have to deal with the fact that I'm a vegetarian, by the way. Okay, great. You then can I pretend that I still eat meat. A filet mignon. It has to be things you know how to cook. With. I could cook a filet mignon. Okay. All right. Okay. It's a nice little, like, garlic butter dab, dab on top. I'm picking and up what you're some, putting down. Some roasted potatoes. Some little, little like, 
fingerling roasted potatoes with rosemary. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. I just feel like green beans would go well with that. What Some kind of green, green beans? beans? How are they? What are they seasoned with? How are they prepared? There's they're a little more simple. Okay. So we've got rosemary fingerling potatoes, mm-hmm. just some like salted olive oil, roasted green beans, fresh, obviously. <gasps> bonus give point. Give you that bonus point. I like Yay. it. Yay! I mean, listen, I've talked about how much I love filet mignon and how that does. was my birthday dinner that my dad used to cook me before Look, I was a vegetarian. Am I saying it's going to taste like your dad's? Probably not. But I love your effort, and I love that for you, and you got a bonus point. So <laughs> nice job. Thank you so much. Uh, my dad used to make me bacon wrapped filet mignon topped with lump crab meat, and it was mm. everything. And I still think about wanting to eat that meat. Um, he says he's he's flustered. He was not as like focused as you just were he's very much like oh my god what do i ask for and he says leeks uh leeks and shallots and and butter and chef is just like oh leeks shallots and butter revolutionary like being very sarcastic meanwhile elsa is being like everyone please rise to observe the demonstration everyone please rise to observe the demonstration so they all come over and uh, Tyler also asks for lamb and he's, you know, very quickly cooking. Um, he chops up the he chops up the leeks way too thick and just there's no fucking way that the leeks are going to be tenderized. And the lamb is grossly undercooked and he's doing terribly. And uh, he's like, OK, I think I'm I'd love up? to learn how to do a leek thing well they have to be do a sliced leeks. they have to be sliced pretty thin is like because i i like the crunch of a leek but like what do i do with a leek well i mean honestly i listen i'm not a sh- i'm not a chef but i i saw what tyler was doing and like the idea of basically what he wanted to do was saute shallots leeks garlic and butter in a pan mm-hmm. and then you wrote you 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 cook the, you sear the the lamb chops, mm-hmm. the lamb shanks actually, with all of that. So it's like, you know, infused in all of those flavors. I personally feel like leeks, you know, they're they're a pretty thick kind of. I don't really know what a leek looks like. They they're they're part of the onion family. So like, there's a bulb at the bottom, but then there's kind of a stalk that's uh, oh, got yeah, a I'm lot thinking, of thinking kind of. Uh, I'm seeing it circles inside like tree rings. So in my personal opinion, I feel like it needs to be sliced like very, very thin, very, very thin medallions is how I would do leeks. But that's, I'm not a chef, so I'm not chef Baltimore, but he chopped them in like big chunks. And I was like, bro, those are basically raw. And like, you're just searing the lamb shanks. And like, this is not going well. And I was correct because chef is like, wow, he takes a bite and he goes, wow, it's actually quite bad. And Tyler starts to tear up. And then we see a title card of the next dish, which is called Tyler's Bullshit. 
And it was a list of the ingredients. And he looks him dead in the eye and says, you're why the mystery has been drained from our art. And then he whispers something into Tyler's ear that we can't hear. Tyler is crying. He loosens his tie, says, yes, chef, and walks off. Everyone kind of goes back to what they were doing. Chef looks at Margot and says, now you're free as well. And a single tear falls down Margot's face. She then, he then tells Margot to come with him. So he's like, come with me. And he's like, I need your help. And he's like, do you see that corner right there? And they're in the kitchen now. You see that corner, you see that corner right there? There's supposed to be a barrel there. And he says, but I had a negligent colleague forget to have someone bring it. And he looks directly at Elsa. And Elsa is just like crumbling in her stoic non-expression and he says Elsa please give the smokehouse key to Margot so Elsa hands you the key to the smokehouse question nine what do you do what does she do well I uh go to the smokehouse see if there's any weapons in there just like see what I got going on in there Mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna snoop around the island for a boat or something um try to get the fuck out of here love it what does she do hand in hand agreed double ding so as she leaves um Elsa's very upset that she had to give her the smokehouse key and she walks through the kitchen And she walks past a room where Tyler is hanging from the rafters, Mm. having hung himself with his own tie. Oh, shit. As the chef instructed him to. We now cut to her flashlighting around, walking to the smokehouse. We now cut to everyone just sitting at empty tables. And chef is now about to clap for the next course. And John Leguizamo stands up and says, hey, um... And he's clearly very nervous, but is like trying to do his heroic duty at this moment. And he says, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, think this is fair. And chef is like, come again. And he's like, I just, I just want to know why we're being punished. And chef says, are you sure? And he says, yeah. And he says, calling Dr. Sunshine, your movie he says, it was bad. And it was on my day off. The one day off that I had. (laughs) Oh, no. And the image of you now drives me. What happens to an artist when he loses his way? And either... Either John or he... Or Felicity then, like, refers to herself. Kind of being like... Why me, though? Yeah. <laughs> Felicity's like, hi. Yeah. I'm just his assistant. And also, it's like my last day. Come yeah. on, bro. Yeah. And she says, what about me? And he says, where did you go to school? And she says, Brown. And he says, do you have, do you have student loans? And she says, no. And he says, I'm sorry. You have to die. So basically, he's saying, like, you're rich. You have to die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, I'm only rich because I was stealing money from this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he's definitely. So here's what we're learning about Chef is like 
and we we've gotten there through conversations with Margot, but like he considers himself his words a shit shoveler someone mm-hmm. who serves the rich you know even though his entire clientele is like people with an inaccessible amount of wealth he himself feels um you know less than mm-hmm. so now we cut to margo in the smokehouse she does grab a knife it's like good on you and she now leaves the smokehouse and goes into the chef's house. And she walks in and turns on the life. And it is an exact replica of the kitchen and dining area with just a bed in the middle of it. So it's like weird. exact Yeah. And it has the same door. The, mis- the mystery door. <gasps> mystery door. Yeah. So... We then hear someone from behind her say, no one is allowed in chef's house. Well, this dum-dum Margot left the knife that she grabbed from the smokehouse on a table. Margot. Elsa comes in, picks up the knife, and says, I take care of the customers so chef can take care of the menu. You've been a nuisance. And she starts, like, Margot kind of tries to, like, reason with her i guess elsa's not having it she just starts slicing at her and margo's like what the fuck like literally like holds her arm and looks at her like are you serious bro so now they're fighting and stabbing and fighting the appropriate response to be honest yeah it's like we're on the same team bitch um so they start fighting and stabbing and throwing each other around the replica kitchen margo finally like gets on top of elsa and stabs her in the neck. Like, Margot <gasps> is still holding, I mean, Elsa's still holding the knife. Margot mm-hmm. manages to make her stab herself, herself. But then is like terrified to have done it. Like, as soon as yeah. she stabs her in the throat, Margot like jumps off of her and is like, fuck. Question 10 Elsa's dead. So she's dead, dead. You don't have to worry about her anymore. Question 10 What do you do? What does Margot now do? I grab that fucking knife or a knife to mm-hmm. keep my weapons upon me mm-hmm. and check out that secret room hand in hand. Double ding, queen, ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> so she grabs the key off of dead Elsa and opens the door. And it is his. What a weird way that I wrote this. I wrote it's his space study. It's his space or his study. It's not his space study. He's not space study. It's a study. I don't. That's weird. And all over the walls, just like framed articles about him, you know, article reviews written by Lillian, that kind of thing. We also see a picture of him with what appears to be a wife and child. Oh, we also see one pic of him that is like sitting by itself on a side table that is young 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 chef Voldemort you know late teens early 20s and it says employee of the month and he's at like a burger joint holding a hamburger on a spatula with the biggest fucking smile Hmm. and he's so happy we then see that there is a radio question 11 what do you do what does she do like a call radio or a 
yeah. listen radio. It it appe- well, I thought it was a listen radio at first. Appear it appears to also be a call radio, which makes sense because you're on an island, so they would right. have to have something like that. Breaker, breaker, breaker. Nine one one. I need help. Send the, everyone. <laughs> okay. Send everyone. Hand in hand. Hand in hand. <gasps> Point for her. <gasps> what? She hops on the horn. She talks into it. We cut back to the dining hall. And we are happy birthday, dear <laughs> Bryce. And a cake is brought over to one of the bros. Who the fuck is Bryce? <laughs> one of the fucking Steel Lucas, Lucas bros. Bryce Steel. And he looks at the other bros and he's like, you seriously told him it was my birthday? <laughs> and they just go, it seemed funny three hours ago. I don't know. Um, we're then interrupted by Margot kicking a giant barrel of something like down the stairs. Like basically she was asked to go get this barrel. Oh, yeah. I forgot what she was even trying to do. Now here's the thing though. There is, no, I guess she could have rolled it. That's probably what she did. She rolled it. Cause I was like, how the fuck did she get it from like the smokehouse to here? But she kicks it down the stairs as if she's been rolling it. So I'm sure she rolled it the whole way. Chef is like annoyed that she came in like kind of unceremoniously, if you will. So he's like, just put it over there. He then sits down at in Tyler's seat and tells Margo to sit with him and says, I want you to understand that I am a monster and a whore, but that pain is almost gone. And he puts his hand over the candle flame and just leaves it there. And he's like, I basically, he's like, I could grab a cast iron skillet oh, with my bare hand right, yeah. and not feel uh-huh. anything. Sure. Uh, my dad, too. He, like, can touch mm-hmm. things with his fingertips and it, like, doesn't hurt him and yeah. it's creepy. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntary given by the oppressor. It must be condemned by the oppressed. And John Leguizamo looks over at the bro dudes, one of whom is black, and is like, did he just quote MLK? And the black dude is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we then hear a boat. Honk, honk, boat. Honk, honk. And chef says, I see you found our radio. And Margo is smiling and all the, all the customers are like, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And the chef starts cleaning people up. The chef, the, all the chefs start, like, cleaning people up, getting the blood off their face and wrapping wounds and all this kind of stuff. And he then says before help comes in and says, you'll be tempted to ask for help, but he cannot help you. And he says, do you really want to be responsible for the death of an innocent man? Something to think about. And he, oh, and then he says, and something to think about. Why didn't you fight a little harder to leave? You guys really didn't try at all. And they're all just kind of like, we didn't. That's very true, actually. That's very, very true. So guy comes in and he's like, I got a distress call. And Chef Voldemort is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's very like pleasant in that he's like well i don't make a point of serving our patrons radios with their dinner right and like all of the chefs laugh together and it's very uncomfortable and the rescue man is just like okay and like puts his you know puts his gun away and then he looks over at john like and he's like oh my god you're so-and-so movie star and he's like i'm a big fan and john like is just like 
thanks. And Chef Voldemort is like, do you want his autograph? And John Leguizamo is like, I, 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 I don't have a pen. And he's like, I got a pen for you. Here you go. So he has one of the chefs bring a pen over and a piece of paper. And rescue guys like my wife and I love calling Dr. Sunshine. Question 12. What do you do? What does John Leguizamo do? I'm going to write a secret message to be like, he's holding us hostage or something. Please help. Okay. We're actually need help. Uh, keep it on the DL. Leave. Get help. Okay. More people. Okay. I think That's... he also writes a secret help message. Okay. Point for him. Signs it. Rescue man opens the note and it says, help us. He looks at it. Slowly turns and pulls out his gun. And they all start yelling, help us, help us. And they're like, it's him, it's him. He wants to kill us all. Dale is his name. Tell chef, get on your knees with your hands over your head. And they're all so happy. They're like, they're like crying with joy. And he's like, no one move. And then he moves the gun from chef and points it over to Margot. And they're like, no, 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 no. And he puts it to the flame that's out and lights the candle with his gun. <laughs> and then he He's takes a bow. He's an island person. He's an island person. He's an island person. He bows. Chef Voldemort thanks him. Talks about teamwork. And then he goes over to Margot and says, you betrayed our secret bond. I was wrong about you. You're an eater. You're a taker. Then he claps and says, final course. Yeah, yeah. Pleading in five. They're all so defeated. The mom is still there, by the way, just drinking. I'm going to eat you, bitch. Margo gets an eater. Yeah, Margo gets an idea. Fifth course is coming out. Question 13, what do you do? What does she do? Fifth course. I thought we were on like the fucking eighth, ninth course. Who knows? I, I wrote fifth. Uh, oh, I said final course, not fifth course. It's because I wrote final course, plating in five. And so I wrote, it doesn't matter. Go. Final course, yeah. Uh, yeah, because you've gone way beyond five at this point. Yeah. Uh, she has an idea. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so exciting for her. Here's the clue that I'll give you. The tools that you're going to want to utilize are not physical tools. Are not physical tools. Not physical tools. Well, I'm not going to use physical tools. I'm going to use emotional manipulation tools. Psychological tools. I'm going to use me brain. You got it, bitch. How How do I do it, though? Is the question. Mm-hmm. That is the question. Probably going to see it's a complicated situation that mm-hmm. I've gotten myself into here. You've gotten yourself into a real pickle. <laughs> because a delicious pickle. Delicious but fucking pickle. Pickle then the least. Mm-hmm. Less. You know, I was thinking I could like try to figure out a way to like uh, get back on his good side sort of thing, but that just puts me on the chef side of death yep. instead of the it's, it's patron side of death. Sure, so like, sure, sure. 
They both involve death. They do. Yeah. Death is on the menu no matter which tasting you choose. So, so, so therein lies the pickle. (laughs) It doesn't really matter. I'm sure it's better on the chef's side, you know, but Mm -hmm. uh, like, like, is there a secret third option that like I can somehow convince of, you know? Mm hmm. Like, how do I convince him to not kill me at all? That would mm-hmm. be great. That'd be so great. It would be great. So he thinks that I'm with these people. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I told on him. I snitched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Snitches get stitches. This is true. That's what Kim's always told me. This is true. You know what? I can't think of a goddamn thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, here's what I'll tell you. No shame in that game because what she comes up with is pretty ballsy. So I'm going, how do I, how do I convince this bitch that I'm one of him? Ooh. She's got an idea, folks. I'm okay. I did find out facts in the study. You did. The space study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I'm going to, there's got to be something with like his, wait, okay. 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 She's got it. I'm going to try to like, A, ask questions of like what happened to him sort of thing to be like, oh, you used to love this, da 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 all these things. And then also depending where that goes, bring in some wife-child talk. Okay. And she probably does something better, but all that's all I've got, so hand in hand. <laughs> that's two half points because you're on the right track. But she's a little bit more definitive in what she says. She claps oh. really loud. Smart. And everyone looks to her. And she says, I don't like your food, and I want to send it back. (gasps) Oh, smart, 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 smart. And he walks over to her and says, what about my food is not to your liking? And here's why, listen, I don't know if you guys have heard of Rafe Fiennes, okay? A little known actor named Rafe Fiennes. He's really good at his job (laughs) because he does this really... Oh, I just heard it. This is where I get pretentious about acting. But here we go. He does this really subtle fall in the sense of the most, the tiniest just little shift in stature where it's like all of a sudden he is no longer the boss. He's the server. And it was like so beautiful. And I was like, this guy's going places. Um, <laughs> He's got a so bright future ahead of him. He has a really bright future. So she says, you've taken the joy out of eating. It's all an intellectual exercise. It's made with no love. You cook with obsession. And she says, you failed to serve people food they might actually like. Uh, and the worst part is that I'm still 
hungry. Hungry. And he says, hungry for what? And she says, what do you have? And he says, everything. And she says, I want a cheeseburger. (laughs) A real cheeseburger. So this is not a bonus question I had. I'm just curious. If you're trying to like get to the heart of someone with like a, a comfort food that you, Kim Burns, would be like the equivalent of your cheeseburger, what would it be? And I, guys, Sammy's, I don't know the answer to this question. I'm genuinely curious. I don't know. What's yours? I mean, I'm ashamed to say it, but we're all friends. The first thing that pops into my mind, so I'd have to like think of, like, I just want Taco Bell. Like, I just want like a cheesy gordita crunch. But if it's something that someone Mm -hmm. is cooking for me, I would probably say. Can never go wrong with cheesy gordita crunch. Mac and cheese. I was just thinking mac and cheese. Well, I was trying to relate it to kind of like what this is, which was to like when you're young, sort of. Yeah. So I went back to like, oh, something that makes me think of my childhood. So I would say like. Rice Like, oh. Well, now I can't decide. I know. She used uh, to eat rice after school every day. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off. What were you going to say? Yeah. Cheddar block, broccoli rice mm. Yeah. And or like Kraft mac and cheese with like tuna fish in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would actually be Kraft mac and cheese with hot dogs in it. I was thinking hot dogs, but I, I really I think I prefer the tuna over the hot The tuna. Dogs. Okay. Yeah. So she asked for a cheeseburger, a real cheeseburger. And he says, what kind of cheese? And she says, American cheese. And he says, American cheese is the best for a burger because it doesn't split, which I thought was so interesting. Like, I actually wonder if American cheese was made for burgers. Do you know what I mean? Because there's no fucking cheese in it. Like, yeah, I was like, I mean, I think that's just because it's like processed. One hundred percent. There's nothing real in it. Yeah. Um. So now we cut to him making two burger patties with onion and cheese. And he does this cool thing with the onion. It's tiny little slices of onion. It's on the top of the burger. So he's, he's you know, cooking it, cooking the burger. And then he flips the burger. And now the onions are underneath the burger. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. actually really smart. So then he puts American cheese on it. He stacks them to, you know, one on top of the other. Oh, she also says she wants fries, and he says crinkle cut or regular, and she says crinkle cut. And so he stacks the burgers, and he's got a smile on his face. Like, he's just like, I remember Mm -hmm. what this feels like, just making a real fucking cheeseburger. Brings it over to her with crinkle fries. She takes a bite, and it's delicious. Takes one bite. Question 14. She looks to Chef Voldemort and says what? Your goal is to stay alive. Your goal mm. is to get out of here. I don't know if this is the moment that I say good job or opposite. Oh, what will keep me alive? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. If I say <laughs> he'll maybe cry like a baby. Mm-hmm. Or get angry and be like stab, stab, stabby. Yeah. 
Or if I'm like, mm, good job. <laughs> He'll be like, I remember again. The hills are alive. <laughs> with, with the, the smell of burgers. All right. Well, that sounded better, so I'll go with that. <laughs> Wait, and and so you're do you're you're saying the hills are alive with the with the smell of burgers. Uh, hand in hand, we say delicious, made with love. Thank you. Goodbye. Don't kill me. That's two half points. She says she doesn't say delicious. Her face says delicious, but she says it seems my eyes were bigger than my stomach. Can I get this to go? <laughs> and he says, sure. So then we see supplemental course, like title card, just a well-made cheeseburger. Um, by the way, I don't like the way Anya Taylor-Joy eats. She does not make things look delicious when she eats. And I find that that is a talent to do. <laughs> The cartoon dinosaur in Land Before Time, Spike, makes oh things gosh, look very delicious. Um, Just leafy greens, the best thing you've ever eaten on It Earth. looks so delicious. Um, there are just some people who I feel like know how to eat things in a way that makes it look delicious. I'm very sorry to say, Kim, your teeny tiny little mouse bites do not. Um, but we can't all have... I feel like you've told me the opposite before. I like the way you organize your bites. Those look delicious. But the actual act of eating them does not fill you've me said, with. You've said differently. Hmm. I've said differently about your actual the way that yeah, you organize like a bite. Told me that you like un un what's the word un provoked unprovoked. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here asking you if the way I eat makes it look appealing or not. She is. You guys. She texted. She texts me after every I'm meal provoked. and says, "Did that." Look delicious. <laughs> and I rate it on a scale of one to ten. The way that I eat or like move my mouth or something makes it look really good. Interesting. Maybe my tastes have just changed. <laughs> you know, our palates expand and change and evolve. Right. right. I don't know. Um, well, I'll 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 watch you eat very closely next time we're together and see how I feel. I don't even I don't. I don't even want that. Let's just stick with. Uh, let's just stick with my small bites. Suck. I don't even and want I'm sorry. that. Okay, <laughs> guys, don't worry. I'll take a video next time Please. I'm eating with her, and you guys can tell. <laughs> it looks Let good. Me eat in peace. <laughs> so she doesn't do a great job, but uh, supplemental course. So he brings her a to-go box and a gift bag, and says, "Thank you for dining at Hawthorne." Oh, she had previously asked how much it was going to be, and he said $9.95. Nine, nice. I have that. And so she puts a 10 on the table Keeps because the tips are included. Wink. Yeah. And she goes to leave, and everyone's just staring at her. She walks out, and she looks back, and sweet Judith Light just gives her a go, go. Don't look back. Just go. So she walks out. Got my food Steve. to go. See you later. Walked out of the restaurant. Question 15. Final question. What do you do? What does she do? <laughs> Where's the boat? <laughs> Where's the boat? <laughs> I'd like to find the boat hand in hand. Ah. Yay. 
There's got to be a boat on this fucking island. There's got to be. So she goes looking for a boat. Back with our diners. Uh, he says, before the final course, there's the matter of the bill. And everyone gets their cards out. They're all about to die, but they all get their cards out. All the bros <laughs> throw their credit cards on to split it three ways. <laughs> and he says, you'll all be given... A, uh, you'll be given a gift bag with some homemade granola, a booklet of our suppliers, and each one of you will get one of Doug Varick's fingers. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sure. And he says, thank you for dining with us tonight. You represent the ruin of my art and my life. Now you get to be part of what I hope to be my masterpiece. As this is happening, we see Margot looking for a boat, finding a boat trying to figure out how to drive a boat. It's like a little, yay, Margo. you know, motor boat. But as this is happening, we see all of our chefs spreading uh, an ornate design on the floor of uh, graham cracker crumbs. And we see marshmallow capes being brought out to everyone with chocolate crowns being put on their head. Little s'mores. And Chef Maldemort says... The s'more. The most offensive assault on the human palate ever contrived. Unethically sourced chocolate. Gelatinized sugar water imprisoned by industrial grade biscuit. It's everything wrong with us. And yet we associate it with innocence. Childhood. Mom and dad. Wow. And he looks over at his mom who's passed out. I feel. At the table. Attacked. But then he says, but what transforms... This fucking monstrosity is fire. fire. The purifying flame. It nourishes us, warms us, reinvents us, forges and destroys us. Tears in the eyes of all the diners as they realize what's happening. That they are, in fact, the s'mores. And various flaming things are being spread across the floor. All the burners are being turned up as high as they go in the kitchen. And Chef Voldemort says, We must embrace the flame. We must be cleansed. Like martyrs or heretics, we can be consumed and made anew. And at this moment, Margot gets the engine of the boat going. Yay! And Chef Voldemort says, I love you all. And they all say, We love you, Chef. And everything is lit on fire, and we just see the patrons crying with tears and chocolate pouring down their face, <laughs> the marshmallow capes aflame, the chefs standing around the burning burners. Margot, out on the boat, stops the engine, looks back, and sees a giant explosion of Hawthorne Restaurant. She sits on the bow, pulls out her burger, <laughs> takes a giant bite. And uses the menu as a napkin. The end. But that was a good fucking burger. It looked like a delicious fucking burger. Incredible. That's the menu. Well, that was fun and horrifying. Mm-hmm. And kind of made me, like, want to eat stuff. It just looked... <laughs> delicious <laughs> does make me want to eat stuff i love yeah. eating stuff i love eating stuff it's so great uh, my tummy is a grumbling right now actually <laughs> um let me total your points 
Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okie dokie. You did great on your Dead or Alive. So you got 10 <gasps> out of 14 on your Dead or Alive. Because the only bitch alive is Margot. You got your bonus point because I liked your meal that you made. For your questions, you got 20.5 out of 30. For a total of 31.5 out of 44. Too bad. Not too bad. I thought I'll you did great. It. I thought you did great. So that was the menu with the new up and coming it boy of Hollywood, Rafe Fines. <laughs> Rafe Fines. He <laughs> <laughs> was fantastic. I can't wait to see what else he does. Yeah. I hope he goes far. Um, the end. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. friend. Boom, 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 boom. Travel down the road and back Back again. again. Guys, Kim and I are going to be so cute. Your Your pal and a confidant. What'd you say? Kim is what? Kim and I are going to be so cute as like. Little little lady, little old lady. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have a little golden girls house uh, with a lanai. It's gonna be so great. It's gonna be awesome. Sync is gonna be there too. It's gonna be great. Right. Um, we love you we'll so still much. Still be podcasting. So still be podcasting. Oh my, see you in eighty years. There's gonna be like ninety year old podcasters because it's an art form that's going. It's oh man, it's gonna be like the vaudeville shows. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, this we has love been Kim you. And Kat. Thank you for listening. It's been Kim and Cat. Stay alive. Maybe. So until next week. Stay, stay alive. alive. Ghosted me. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.